To politics on the rocks for episode five. That was down low by Town Mountain to bring us into this evening. As always, I'm your host Nick. To my right, we have Chris. Hey there, bud. Across the table, we have Bookie. Good evening. And of course, we, as always, our physical host because we're at his house every weekend. Cameron. That's it. Hey guys. <clears throat> All right. Uh, special guest this evening, Woodenville. Straight bourbon whiskey. You guys got a, got a uh, little yeah. glass going let's, let's already? Do a, let's do a first sip. Cheers. Cheers. Well, Episode six. 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 <laughs> wow, six already. Wow. Mm. Let's give it a taste. That's pretty nice. Pretty smooth for a bourbon. I mean, you know, we've drank a lot of nice bourbons, but that was pretty good. Yeah, so this isn't the one from Florida, right? No. no. No, this is the one from Washington State. Nice, nice. No, um, I think it's really good. Yeah, it's pretty pretty tasty. Uh, really smooth, and then it kind of has a little bite at the finish, mm-hmm. but it's good. Always like a good bite oh, on the finish. Would you look at that? It's from Woodenville, Washington. Would you believe that? Wow, I wouldn't believe that with a name like <laughs> Woodenville. What, a, what original name. <laughs> anyway, as always, uh, <laughs> guys, please give us a like and uh, follow on Instagram at politics.ontherocks. Uh, you know, if you guys have recommendations on what you want to hear us talk about, what you want to see us drink, what you want to see us smoke, please shoot us a message. Um, you know, we are learning how to do this with you guys. So if there's things you like about the show, things you don't like about the show, be brutally, brutally honest with us because <laughs> we're not going to know otherwise because we're just going to keep doing what we do. And that's getting drunk on on the air and talking shit. <laughs> um, so a couple things we're going to talk about. Uh, we... We all kind of talked before the show and felt, you know, we had to bring up the uh, the Chaplin Towers and Surfside Florida collapsing. It's a, just a really tragic, tragic, tragic thing. And our hearts go out to, you know, all the families that are still waiting to hear news about, you know, missing loved ones. And the it's just it's just really sad. So, of course, we had to bring that up being Floridians. We're going to talk about. Florida's push to um, different different subjects in education, I guess. There's uh, civics education and civic post-secondary. There's a couple things within that we're going to talk about. Uh, they want to start teaching the evils of communism, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, a little more local, we're going to talk about Indian River County sheriffs. They're pushing for them to wear body cams. Uh, so, yeah, let's uh, let's start the show. How was everyone's week? As always, we got to talk about, you know, the weekend week. Good week, everyone? That's yeah, all good. That's good. Is that yeah. good? It's all good, bud. It's good, bud. <laughs> oh, shout out oh. to the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know Chris is not. <laughs> go Habs, go, bud. Yeah, okay, bud. <laughs> uh, oh, shit, we didn't figure out how to get that on the TV. Oh, uh, no, that's fine. I'll ask the wife in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, get Emily on that. <laughs> our, a, our angel co-host or whatever she is behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, she'll get on it. What's everyone smoking tonight? I got another Alec Bradley because I bought a shit ton of these. <laughs> Alec Bradley Tempest. I got the champagne like from uh, Perdomo. Mm, good one. Got uh, Nicolibre. 
And Bookie's smoking my pole. And I'm smoking Nick's <laughs> pole tonight. <laughs> God, With a side of life. So. And look at that. Five minutes in, we're already demonetized. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, let's. You want to jump into this uh, book? Yeah, we're, kick it off? we're gonna start with the uh, Daddy D stuff. Or yeah, of course, we always got to kick it off <laughs> yeah. with the big Daddy D. Ooh, Daddy, Daddy D. D. Yeah. So, uh, Daddy D just recently signed a couple of bills into law having to do with uh, civic education. Um, some of it doing with K through twelve, and then some other stuff doing with a uh, post secondary, so college. Um, the three bills were House Bill Five which is civic education curriculum. Um, it requires the Florida Department of Education to create an integrated K-12 through civic education curriculum that includes an understanding of citizens' shared rights and responsibilities under the Constitution and Bill of Rights. It further expands required instructions in high school to ex- include a comparative discussion of political ideologies that conflict with the principles of freedom and democracy essential to the founding principles of the United States, such as communism and totalitarianism. Uh, this bill also provides a library of portraits of portraits in patriotism based on personal stories of diverse individuals who demonstrate civic-minded qualities, including those who have moved to this country after being persecuted in nations like Cuba and Venezuela. Hmm. So that's the first one. Uh, the second is... <laughs> that's the, a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, covering a lot of ground there, uh, yeah. Daddy D. <laughs> Second one is Senate Bill 1108, which is just civic education. Uh, requires state college and state university students to take both a civic literacy course and civic literacy assessment as a graduation requirement, bridging civic education between our high schools and post-secondary institutions. Uh, the bill further requires high school students to take a civic literacy assessment that has no stakes in their graduation uh, but if they do pass, that means they can by- bypass that test in college. Um, the bill also expands the character development curriculum for high school juniors and seniors to include instructions on how to register to vote. And the third civic bill is House Bill 233, uh, post-secondary education. Uh, it requires state colleges and universities to conduct annual assessments of the viewpoint, diversity, and intellectual freedom at their institutions to ensure that Florida's post-secondary students will be shown diverse ideas and opinions, including those that they may disagree with or find uncomfortable. So that's the three main civic laws he passed recently that uh, people are kind of been talking about. So we'll jump right into those. Mm-hmm. Let's jump in. Do you guys just want to go about it as we feel or go bill by bill? Uh, I say let's just have a open discussion and get unless you guys no i think that'd be fine yeah i mean it's all kind of of encompassing yeah they overlap same kind of thing Mm -hmm. uh when while you were reading that first one the second you said totalitarian chris (laughs) looked at me and laughed and i thought it was i i was just like i don't know just the idea (laughs) of the state imposing a (laughs) curriculum curriculum where you have to teach that totalitarianism is bad is just like hilarious to yeah. me. Yeah. Also, after we just, I mean, we're in Florida, so we didn't have to go through a lot of it, but after we just went through that year of absolute totalitarianism <laughs> in this country. 
So I guess that is important that, you know, it be taught, but it's just funny that it's state-imposed. State you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like that's the definition of totalitarianism. Yeah. Certain levels of it. You're but going to learn about totalitarianism but whether wait. you like it or not. <laughs> but wait, it's Ron DeSantis, so it can't be This is your first right? t- The first rule of totalitarianism. Don't talk about it. Yeah. But do in schools. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I just thought that was I thought I thought that was a funny kind of point to bring up. It's you know, we're gonna teach totalitarianism by being totalitarian, yeah, and forcing you to learn about it. Well, it's like anything where where you're, you're teaching something that you look at something and say, well, that's really what a totalitarianism is. It's Cuba or it's this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they never ever can see themselves in that, right? Right. You know, like. Uh, well, know. it's like with any, you know, extremely exactly. disgusting re- uh, regime, I guess is the best word I could come up with. It's like with any regime, it's like it doesn't like, for example, you know, I know this is a very, you know, over the last couple of years, very touchy topic. But it's like Hitler, he didn't come out and that like wasn't, you know, killing Jewish people and, you know, Down syndrome and colored people wasn't like the base of his you know, political stance mm-hmm. in, in the beginning, it's all, you know, you, you tiptoe in that direction. And I'm not saying, you know, obviously Ron DeSantis pushing for this is him. You know, <laughs> I'm not trying to compare the two, but right. they, they, they like to show the most extreme examples of it, but they never like to show like the mild cases. Right. Exactly what here. this bill is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's, that's with most things really. Yeah. I mean, I, so absolutely. The thing, the thing that I recognize the most is, especially because of my background is like it's like religious like churches they'll look at like they'll use like the religious people as like an example of like what not to do mm. but they never can like reflect on themselves so like am i also very like religious in this i'm talking about like being legalistic and things like that mm-hmm. but they can never like recognize you know they can just like point but they can't see it in themselves you know yeah yeah uh, I mean, from to uh build on what you're saying like a lot, a, so many people will look at religious people and be like, oh, like, those people will just want to push their beliefs on me. And then, like, they turn around and just, like, push their beliefs on other people. <laughs> like, but it's not religious beliefs, so it's okay. <laughs> right, right. That, well, that, that, that's something else. Yeah, too. Yeah. So, I guess the first thought when it came to, like, him trying to get the you know, the first bill down, just easy for me to think about like that, and the K-12 through curriculum for the Constitution Bill of Rights, like, and at first glance of things, that looks like that seems fine. Like it seems like an understandable thing to teach. It's a, I mm-hmm. mean, uh, I, I'd be wrong if I said it doesn't give me some type of sketch vibes. Mm-hmm. Like there's just always something weird about like in my mind when the government in a government school teaches children why the government's good. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. like it's just kind of weird. Even if I agree with some of the things they're saying, like it's just. It's just like I don't know. That's just like a weird kind of slope you can get on. No, you're. They, I mean, yeah, you're it's like completely on point. You know, like yeah. what happens if like I don't know. In fifty years, Florida leans a different way, and then like the mm. governor is like, "Well, actually, we like communism, the totalitarianism. We're going to teach why it's <laughs> so, great." So let's just get it out of the way right now. This is what happens 
when your school is publicly controlled. Yeah. yeah. That, that's so funny because yeah. I was waiting for Bucky to finish talking because I was, that's exactly let's, what let's I was Let's just get say. that out of the way right off the bat. Cause Cause I know like the that last, multiple times. Yeah, yeah, the we, last we, like yeah. three or four episodes, we keep talking about like, you know, yeah. if this is the system you want, this is you what you get. Like, you yeah. don't have a say. Everybody does the same thing. Yep. And if you don't like it, then that's too bad. The, the only, it. I guess the only like good thing you can look at this too is like, it's public schooling. So like, during the like press conference he had, I was kind of watching it, and like he brought up the Department of Education head or the commissioner, and they're talking about how they're going to go through and get this curriculum down. And she's like, "I've been through, you know, at least elementary school public school in Florida. It's not that good. I don't mm-hmm. see how this class is going to be any different. <laughs> and like, I'm sure like half the kids going through this aren't going to come out any smarter in what they're teaching. Yeah, well, I mean, bookie, if- it's the Constitution. Yeah." <laughs> If anything, I mean, I don't, I honestly, I don't think very many public school teachers have a great grasp on what communism actually is. Um, I think a lot of them are probably of the, you know, typical conservative mindset of, as, as I see a lot of, uh, anarcho communists on Instagram say all the time, they're always like, government or communism is when the government does things <laughs> and uh, uh, i always think that's kind of funny because i mean they kind of have a point there like that's what most people view communism right. as is like as soon as the government does anything that's communism <laughs> it's like all right well you know it's a little more nuanced than that yeah but. <laughs> right, right. no but you bring up a good point because it's like it's i don't want to say it's subjective but it's it's going to be taught so subjectively right mm-hmm. That it's kind of like one of those things. How do you? Um, I don't know what I was standardize. Say. Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. How do you like standardize it? Yeah. It's funny too because, yeah, you know, if this was done in a reverse fashion, where we had a Democrat in house or whatever, and he was imposing that we learn. For example, we talked about this on episode I think four, uh, critical race theory. If we had a Democrat, or was that last episode? Uh, who knows now? We've done so many. <laughs> We've done so many. It's so hard to keep track. But no, if we had like a, for instance, a Democrat congressman, a congresswoman, or Congress Day, um, and they were imposing that we learn about critical race theory or, you know, something that, uh, you know, a or even like a, a social uh, Democratic socialist, like yeah, yeah, exa- like yeah, that. exactly. It's like, how would that be any different? I mean, you could argue that one idea is better than the other, but at the same time, it's no matter what, no matter what way you look at it, you have the state imposing a curriculum on your kids. Right. 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 And and right. And it doesn't matter if you agree with it or not. That's what's ha- that's what's and, happening. And telling them that this is the right thing. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So like it's like that's a yeah, big thing. That's like yeah. It's like sure. yeah. I mean, you guys can take like pick up after this, but it's one of those things where it's now taught at least the way he talked about it, where instead of just showing people, and I'm not sure how much communism and totalitarianism they're going to get into in, like, you know, elementary school and middle school stuff. It seems like that might have been leaned more towards high schooler stuff. But even still, like, how much, like, is that going to sway people to be like, okay, yeah, this is bad. Or even the fact that, like, is this going to affect anything? Or, like, I don't know. It's just... It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing for me is, you know, I I feel like in school you should be exposed to different ideas and you should 
get, you know, the basic grasp of them all, but the fact that your public school teacher is telling you what's right and what's wrong. That's I the think, problem. I think that's a problem. Yeah. You, when it comes to the, this thing, which this, isn't like a science or math that's been yeah, proven. Because right. this is a, I mean, the public school is a state arm, you know, and the, so the fact that they can tell you what's right and wrong is, is a huge problem in, in my opinion, because they're a, state arm as i just said they you know they will they will uh, use that in their benefit yeah they will say whatever the state is you know whatever the state's favorable towards in that moment right right exactly in that moment exactly yeah Yeah. and this reminds me a lot of um i i i shouldn't have even said that because i know i'm gonna get shit for this but it, it eerily reminds me of how you know in World War Two and stuff, how Hitler had like Hitler's youth or whatever, and they taught these different things. I mean, obviously, learning about the Constitution and like I know well, I'm taking it to the no, ultimate I, extreme, but that's where kind well, of it, it definitely starts. gets more extreme once they get into high school, right? So like, I think there is a good parallel there, right? So yeah, it's just kind of it's it's eerily reminiscent of basically bringing propaganda into schools, right? I mean, at the end of the day, that's kind of what you can kind of. They're more they're more upfront about it right now. Very, it's, yeah. been, it's been happening, but this is more of a straight up like, yeah, we're saying this is good, this is bad. Here's why. Mm-hmm. Which I personally, I mean, I can't. I, I, as far as the bill, like what they're trying to do, I don't think it's necessarily nefarious. I don't. I, I can't really see a nefarious intent about learning about the Constitution and things like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, just to kind of hammer the same point that we've all already been, you know, we've all already made is. It's not the state's job to do that. It's not the state's job to decide what is most important for your kids to learn. Yeah. You know, well, I think at the end of the day, that's up to you as the parent. That's true. And also the fact that, again, like we've discussed, there's going to be things where with a state run, you know, civics class where they're going to be now teaching more into what, you know, again, communism bad, totalitarianism bad. They're not going to touch on the things that's happening in our own government that might lean more towards those ways that happen, right? Mm-hmm. So it's already skewed in that sense, where it's yeah. not really a truthful telling of. It's more of you know, was it rose-colored glasses approach to this in a sense? Like, I guess in the, in the aspect of teaching, to touch on it again, more about the Constitution, more the Bill of Rights. That sounds, I guess, if you're going to have a civics class, you should probably be taught that. But it gets weirder again when they start teaching like communism bad, totalism good. What we have in America, democracy, is good. When I think all of us around this table right now would say what we have right now in America is not good. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's 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 just interesting. So some of the um the uh, critics of this <clears throat> of these bills were um like uh that uh anyways that this is the response to like the the red the red wave or the red scare or whatever. So that you know. Yeah, back in the whatever forties, fifties, fifties. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he, they're looking at it like, oh, you know, now now there's a democratic president, blah blah, blah. and DeSantis is sort of doing his thing and flexing and and so forth and and signing these sort of bills into uh to office. So that's that's one of the things that they mentioned, and also, and Bookie kind of mentioned this was that you know we'll we'll will we not talk about like the negative parts of like our government's past and things that you know what i'm saying is it just going to be like you said rose covered rose colored glasses of course we won't yeah yeah it's not even our past it's like what's currently going on well yeah that too too. right yeah yeah for sure you know that's the thing is they'll 
they'll be willing they'll be more than willing to uh criticize the people in government 40 years ago and what they did but they'll never bring up what's happening now and you know the implications with that and how that is totalitarian um that that won't be brought up it'll just be you know oh 60 years ago this happened and uh that was bad yeah, but, but don't we pay don't, attention do to what we're anymore. doing now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, trust us. We don't do that anymore. No. No, no way. We're the government. You can trust us. Yeah. <laughs> you can't trust them 40 years ago. We're different. Yeah, we're... Even children. though we have still half the same amount of people in the Senate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 40 years ago. That was not that long ago. So it always cracks me up when people are like, oh, well, yeah, that was so long ago. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, that was one generation ago. Like, yeah. those same people are still around. Why is it, what's so different? <laughs> yeah, what's so different now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's interesting how you can how you can skew something in the sense of like you could teach it but allow like an acceptable amount of it mm-hmm. by like the, but kind of like like skewing the definition mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you, like you know what it reminds me of of like the whole you know that was so long ago thing is uh in whenever uh jimmy carter was president he uh th- you know they brought up because the the iran um the Iran nuclear, or sorry, not nuclear. The Iran, the Iran uh, hostage crisis. Oh right, yeah. Uh, happened during his term, and uh, someone asked him uh, during a press conference. They were like, uh, "You know, President Carter, do you think that this has anything to do with the fact that you know, twenty years ago we overthrew the government in Iran and installed a, a government, like a U.S. government puppet, basically?" And he's like, "Oh no, that's ancient history." That's <laughs> what he said. It was literally like twenty something years prior. And check it out. It, we've been at war for twenty twenty one, and we're still doing the same shit. Yeah, we're still in. We're still uh, air quotes spreading that, democracy that would across like, the Middle East. That would be like if someone from Al Qaeda said that nine eleven was ancient history. Yeah, <laughs> and we're. Uh, we're but we're, hey, wait, wait, wait! They hate us because of our freedom. Yeah, well, we're recording this on the twenty eighth, and I'd like to congratulate the u.s government for bombing iran and syria oh yeah. so thank you again oh no us. iraq oh yeah yep. that's iraq not iran yet it's good to see that that's the right, uh <laughs> the the wheels keep on turning yep. no matter who's in the the oval office so when they said that uh things were going to go back to normal under biden that's what uh, they meant apparently they meant we were going back to 2005 and bombing iraq <laughs> hey, yep. man people with ak-47s over there really hey, affect our freedom how is raytheon lockheed martin how are they going to make their money dude come on Get with the program uh, here. <laughs> uh, I did kind of want to bring up that last bill, uh, which kind of goes into more of the post-secondary stuff. They talk about doing – I think this is the one that kind of covers more of the assessments they're going to do in college. Uh, I don't think my synopsis in that doesn't go over it, but they're uh, – so they're going to have in colleges now, the teachers mm. or professors and the students will take an assessment every year. And supposedly it's not going to ask, you know, write out, you know, are you a Democrat? Are you Republican? And stuff like that. But it'll ask questions that will kind of get an idea of what your viewpoints are. And apparently it's going to go through some type of algorithm and see how diverse the schools are based on that information. So uh, that's kind of interesting. Not really sure what the point of that is. Yeah. There's a lot of just concern from especially the faculty in the schools. They you know, see it as this is going to be a survey that's going to like, you know, potentially cause people to lose their jobs or something because they don't have the right opinions or which is highly unlikely, but um, I could see why they'd be concerned about it. Yeah. Especially in a red state. Well, my first thought was like the right a lot of times, and I sometimes agree with this, hates forced diversity, right? 
Like, right. they'll cry about it every time it happens. But in a sense, what DeSantis is trying to do with the post-secondary bill, for what it looks like, mm-hmm. is ensure that there's forced diversity in colleges. <laughs> right. So, like, it doesn't really make sense to me. It's like, I don't know. Like, I understand where he's coming from in the sense, like, he wants to make sure, I guess, there's di- diverse thought in colleges, but, like, you're going to force it? Like, that's kind of hypocritical of you. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Republicans are pretty stupid, though, so. Yeah, that, I mean, this we know. <laughs> but we got to make sure everybody else knows. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think the that's definitely a good point. Like, you know, it's, it is, I mean, they haven't said that they're going to, there is any like plans for what they're going to do about it if the college is like 99% liberal or whatever but uh, i mean i don't know to go back to nick's point we're just going to put these stars on you it doesn't mean anything that <laughs> line's going to happen <laughs> yeah just wear I, this armband It'll yeah i made an instagram post for that when they were talking <laughs> about doing the whole vaccine card thing and i got so much shit for that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> everyone was like, "Oh, you're trying to compare uh, vaccine See, cards to this, that," and I'm like, "No, that's the thing." Is I specifically said that's not what I'm trying to compare. I'm trying to compare what led up to that yeah. with what is happening now. I they're, don't know why that's so you're just trying to for use. A, to see. They're looking at it with hindsight, which we know what happened afterwards, right? And yeah, uh, you know, you look at what happened leading up to the Holocaust. It was a lot more subtle than yeah. you know what uh, subtle, subtle kind of like a vaccine card, right? An exactly. identification card, exactly. And I think it's but it's no, a, I'm the asshole, guys. It's a hundred percent comparable. Not um, only that, where were these motherfuckers when Biden was, or yeah, when Biden was calling all of Bernie Sanders Nazis? Yeah, all his Bernie <laughs> yeah. supporters. Nazis. Oh my the god, give me a fucking break, please. <laughs> where was your virtue signaling then? No. I digress. I digress. Instead of the brown one. shirts, yeah. it's the blue hairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such a joke. I think a question I kind of want to post to all you guys. I had a kind of thought about it when I was reading these bills. So, in a sense, you would think by doing this more civic bills to influence, you know, people know more about the Constitution, more about the Bill of Rights, and as they go into high school, know that or are going to be told totalitarianism and communism is bad. Do you think this is necessary to produce a highly functioning citizen in society? I don't think anything that the state teaches you is going to make you a highly functioning (laughs) citizen. Yeah. That's kind of what I came down to too. That was like, I don't feel like, like the way he, like the way I listened to that press conference and I got out from it was kind of that, that was his intention. I could be wrong, but it was more of the idea of, you know, this is to make sure everybody knows these things and people are aware. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I think people either know or they don't. And, yep. they'll, you know, more than like, like... And teaching a class on it isn't going to change yeah, that. Yeah, and younger people in general are more left-leaning. And typically as they grow up and they start paying taxes, they get a little more right-leaning. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just how it works. When, so, when uh, reality sits in. Yeah, yeah and sometimes yeah. they don't. But typically, when they're Hollywood elites, so, mm. and I don't think it's necessary for everybody. If you're walking down a street, point a flashlight in their face and say, "Hey, read me the first lines of the Constitution." If they can't read it, <laughs> fuck you. You're yeah. not a good citizen. Yeah. You know, like it's. I don't think that's necessary. And not only that, it's like there's such an emphasis, at, at, at least in regards to these bills, of learning about you know the Bill of Rights and the Constitution and like you know things that we inherently have as Americans 
But I think over, I mean, specifically over the last year, we've learned that the Constitution doesn't really mean fuck all. Right? Yeah. I mean, is that a fair, would you guys agree? Like, it is one of the most important documents in our history. But at the end of the day, when it comes to these politicians, it doesn't really mean a, a thing to them. Yeah, if yeah. they can get away with it, then they'll and they have trample for the over past the year, right? Yeah. yeah, and there's amendments they put in place, or you just declare emergency and you I can mean, become yep. a dictator. This exactly. country's gone to war how many times without proper approval now? Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. it's true, man. So I, you know, while I can appreciate the sentiment behind learning about the rights we have as Americans and our human, our basic human rights and things like that, at the same time, there's like. Four congressmen in the entire country that actually recognize that. Mm. The rest of them kind of just bend so, the yeah, words to Thomas Massey, Eric Brakey, Rand Paul, yeah, Anthony <laughs> Sabatini. Yeah. He's, yeah, well, he's, he's low in the Florida, yeah, he's low level Florida but, legislature. Uh, but yeah. yeah, there's literally like four or five politicians that actually give a shit about freedoms. <laughs> no, that's true, man. Yeah, that's definitely true. Doctor um, Ron Paul, the things we could have had. I just <laughs> one of the what things that I've <laughs> one of the things that I've learned uh, a lot about when it comes to the Constitution uh, from just listening to a lot of good libertarian podcasts and stuff. Uh, shout out Tom Woods Show. I think that's probably where I learned a lot, like most of the stuff I know yeah, about. You the introduced Constitution. me to him. He was like my first. Um, if you guys don't know he, too, just real fast, Tom Woods. He's a, a Florida too. Oh yes, Florida native. So yep. shout out to him, yep, yep. Florida man. He's a yep. man. Um, but yeah, is the um, the constitutional the constitutional conventions that happened um, while basically while the um, the people who were trying to sell the constitution to the country, uh, which were you know the people who wrote it, uh, they went around to a bunch of the different states and held conventions and they answered a ton of questions about the constitution. And I think that is where you get a lot of the most valuable insight when it comes to the Constitution, what the uh, what the different articles and stuff actually mean and what they're intended to do. Because there's a lot of um, just play, you know, they play with the, the definitions and stuff uh, when it comes to writing law. And they try to create loopholes by, by creating definitions that weren't intended to to um to be read that way so that they'll you know read things in a certain way that weren't intended to necessarily be read that way right they bend and, the definitions around right it. and if you look at the constitutional conventions in uh i believe virginia and kentucky those are two of the the most important ones that really go into detail about how some of these clauses that are used nowadays like the um general wear- welfare clause which basically you know, according to uh, progressives, lets the government do whatever the hell they want, because as long as it's for the general welfare, um, you can do whatever the hell you want, according to them. So, you know, that's there's some good insight in those conventions about why those are wrong. Those interpretations are wrong. And are they going to teach that? I doubt it, because I never learned about those ever. I never even knew those existed until nope. I listened to the Tom Woods podcast nope. and read nope. them for myself. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think that's just a good example of how mm. state education sucks. State education sucks, and you really can't learn anything unless you really want to. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're forced to go to school for five hours, you know, five days yeah. a week. 
You have to be sort of a curious person to really yeah. want to learn. Engage and learn, right? So that's a good point, man. And just from our conversations about this, and we we brought this up so many times because he's doing so much. There's so much activity. Flexing, as you Yeah, said. with DeSantis in you know, the schools. And we've talked about public schools so many times. But uh, Chris brings up a, a great point. Curiosity. It's something that is a lot of times stifled and said, hey, this is what you should know. This is what you should learn. You know, but someone who looks at, you know, I, I encourage people to be curious. You know, be curious. Go mm-hmm. and look. Find stuff. You know, yeah, like don't take my word for it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah, though yeah. we're always right, you guys should still <laughs> double check us on everything we say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you I don't mean, have I, to because we're right. But <laughs> well, it just just wait, wait out into the waters. You know, mm. look like look into stuff for yourself. Challenge yourself. Challenge your beliefs. Yeah. Honestly, I was, and I'm. You know, I, I don't. I, I know. I know. Chris relates with me on this one, but and not. To, I, I'm sorry. I didn't no, mean no, to cut no, you off. You, you were on go a roll, ahead, but I was like the typical neocon, like, you know, just the, the as as you know Republican as you can get, and. It wasn't until I started, like, you know, I sat down and I really started questioning some of the things that I was, um, I guess, chanting, for lack of a better term. It was one of the things you were chanting was, turn the goddamn Middle East to glass. Hey, back to blue. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, yeah, basically. Turn, yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until I started challenging myself and my own beliefs and started, you know, actually learning about some of these things that I realized... Oh, the Republicans have it all wrong too, <laughs> and you know that's kind of where I ended up. But I hope I did. No, no, I mean I, I think that, I think that's a great point, you know, and it, and, it, and it is. I think we probably all came to this same idea in a very similar manner. If I'm, you know, I'm not wrong, right? Where it's almost of, like a crossroads. Yeah, I mean, I think I think curious people who are open minded about something and not just said, "Hey, like this is the way you're supposed to believe," you know, like. I mean, because I think we all get that from our parents and so forth. Like, hey, you know, we're conservative and Republican. We lean that way or we're Democrat and we believe in, you know, whatever, you know. you know. But I think I think you really should challenge yourself. Way down to the water. Do your own research. Say, hey, does this really make sense that we've been to war for <laughs> however many years? Since like the 60s. Right, right. It, like, I don't know. You know, I just I just I just encourage people to go out. Ask the questions because even with this, even with these things that we just brought up, these bills, you know, you look at them and you say, well, I don't like communism. Don't like totalitarianism. And it's like, okay, so yeah, it's a go. You know, I'm totally behind that. But when you start opening up like we have and looking at it and say, wait, now if the other party was in office and they started signing bills for the other direction, Mm -hmm. you know – yeah, let's say, which is one thing we hear all the time, you know, evils of capitalism. And, uh, you know, so what if they started teaching about, uh, you know, why, you know, basically private companies are evil? <laughs> right. Uh, right. Like, how would we feel about that? And, you know, they, as, you know, most people on both sides have a point to an extent, you know, because the the system we're living under now is, is definitely not perfect capital, capitalism. It's more of like a corporatist yeah. uh, economy is what I would describe it as, where the government is heavily involved and um, they favor certain companies over others. And, um, 
yeah, so that's you know something. If they started teaching about why capitalism is evil, we'd be like, wait a second, this isn't you know capitalism. But then when we say you know communism is evil, they'd be like, wait a second though, that wasn't real communism. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's like, and I know I've said this in quite a few episodes already. The pendulum always swings backwards, you know. So yeah. while you know, just to kind of hammer the point you were making, Cameron. While from a, you know, I know a lot of conservatives are in favor of this type of thing, just remember that whatever decisions are made in regards to what can and can't be taught in schools, it can also swing the other way. Right. Kind of like Chris was saying where, you know, what if we had a Democrat in the state and they came up with a bill to teach the... The evils of capitalism, exactly like you just said. Yeah, it's the same exact thing, is it not? I mean, yeah, you know, you and get... see that's the difference between this very tribal thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, where you say my party good, you know, DeSantis good, whatever he <laughs> does good, you know, and so it's the difference between that sort of thinking and like a principle thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, I don't want the government instituting this kind of thing at all. Yeah, it's like thought police. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's a it's a challenge to go deeper instead mm-hmm. of just say Republican good, Democrat bad, or vice versa. Well, I mm-hmm. think the hardest thing about what you just said, you know, go, you know, is like when you start looking into a lot of this stuff, you start realizing that you know a lot of the the things that you learn that have become foundational for you are completely flawed, and if that's your foundation. That it is rocky. It's I mean it's it's hard for you know a lot of people to face those kind of roadblocks and get through them and start yeah. you know really opening their mind up to these different ideas. And um, yeah, I mean I've had a lot of friends who have listened to the podcast and just you know the short few episodes we've had. And you know we're not trying to change anybody's mind. We're just trying to give a little insight into a little more objectively thought out ideas about what's going on in the world and but i've had a lot of friends that have you know approached me and wrote me and been like hey you know like you had you guys had some really good points on you know x y and z you know i never thought about it that way and blah 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 from both sides you know a lot of my you know more liberal friends a lot of my more conservative friends and you know i know we're getting way off track um i think that's the main point of this podcast right is just kind of introduce people to a different way of looking at things. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. we get very, uh, I don't know the word for it, but we think of two things. Yeah. We're taught to think of two sides, mm-hmm. Republican, Democrat. We, and, and, and the challenge is that there's no really third option, you know? Especially when both options suck. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. And and so we're, we're challenged to think that way in so many different things. We, it's this way or it's this way. It's this way or it's this way. And the challenge is it, it, it doesn't – it's not necessarily just those two ways. Mm. <laughs> You're just taught to believe that there's only two ways. Yep. You know? and, I- and the challenge is be curious, wade out into the waters, look into different, different, different stuff, do your own research and say, hey, ask the questions. Don't think about mm. it from one side or the other. Think about it from do you think that's right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing with what you were just saying with how we're, you know, we're, for the most part, every single issue is divided between one or the other. Like, there's two options. You're either on the Democrat or Republican side. But then we have the one-third option, (laughs) the Libertarian Party. And um, 
you know, they've been uh, pretty bad Sell uh, historically so far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The like they just like they'll come out for a presidential election and they're like, we hate driver's licenses, <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like we're in the <laughs> we're in the middle of a pandemic with like a totalitarian government, and you're talking about we shouldn't have to have a license to drive our car. Like, yeah, no, we agree with that, but like. Who cares? Like, that's not, in the grand scheme of things, that's not something you should be talking about in a presidential debate or yeah. any sort of, uh, you know, like uh, so, office-seeking position. Like, so many opportunities. So to, out of touch. Yeah, so <laughs> many great opportunities in this last year for the Libertarian Party to step out and go. And and I think they would they would appeal to both sides, and they just fell flat on their face. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why, if you're interested... Share our podcast. <laughs> there you go. Good segue. Yeah. Always share share this to your friends, <laughs> or or don't. I don't. You know, Politics your friends might hate you. you. They might think you're a domestic terrorist, but it's okay. No, okay. I mean, I think my last thoughts on this subject is to kind of piggyback what you guys are saying. The left or right thinking, no matter like you can actually sum this up in almost every episode we've done doing this. Daddy D is oh, Daddy D. Even if you might like. Or even if you might say what he's doing is a positive, he's just adding another sheet of paper to Florida's humongous book of laws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is like not this is not what we want, at least in my opinion, to be doing. You should be taking laws out to give more freedom to the people, to the people, to allow people to make these choices. Mm-hmm. And yes, in some aspects, things he's doing might be beneficial, even in the short term or long term. But he's just making government bigger. Mm-hmm. Which you may disagree. That's a bad thing. Whatever it may be, I totally agree that it is a, a terrible thing to be doing. Because, like we said, the pendulum. Once we get a different person in power, there's this path already paved to easily change these things with amendments, and now it swings completely the different way. Mm-hmm. And again, this it, is the big thing with big. Well, this is the terrible thing with big government. It's so easy to just take over once it's put in place because yep. it never t- gets taken back. So so if communism is when the government does things, is the government teaching us about how communism is bad communism? <laughs> that's a, that's I, a, like political inception. I'm, I'm a little too many <laughs> bottles of whiskey down there. Yeah, I can't <laughs> think about that. Too if, this table, if this table wasn't separating us, I'd kiss you right now. <laughs> I mean, it's spoken, spoken so well. I think you guys should, regardless. Yeah. Uh, no, That's on our OnlyFans, actually. That's our fifteen dollars <laughs> tier. Yeah, yeah, we have uh, exclusive content on there. Yeah, there's a link oh, on our yeah. Instagram. To, we do a monthly, uh, completely nude podcast with video, so <laughs> yep. you, know, you guys might be interested it's, in that. It's only, it's only waist up, but oh, yeah, the, the yeah. treat's still for you. And but you know what's going on below the waist. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, I just want to give a big shout out to Bookie for this insane upgrade. We had a really, really big upgrade this uh, th- for this week's podcast. Um, we got a black tablecloth. <laughs> yeah. Number white plastic table. Yeah. It actually, yeah. it kind of really, and really sets the mood, though. I think. I'm uh, pretty sure I already burnt a hole in it. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> you did. I thought that was there before. Me but, too, but oh, I don't know. Looking I, at now that, that I think about it, it that was like a cigar burn. There before. Uh, like, I dude, feel like if you put your cigar up to that, it would fit I perfectly. Didn't, I didn't hole. even get close because I was hey. holding it with my foot and I lit the cigar under the table and I was like at least six inches away from See, this. This thing. is why we can't give homeless stuff, homeless people free. free, free <laughs> I know. He starts uh, burning the tablecloths <laughs> and. But to piggyback off what Bookie was saying, with. 
just like you know increasing the size of government uh uh DeSantis actually signed like 44 laws in the it, on the books that one day when he signed it's crazy the, and uh one i, I read like a whole list of them and one of them uh that really stood out to me was it, it is now legal to use your knees in massage therapy yeah i read why, that why that. was that <laughs> illegal in the first place like all right, I could see why some people would be like, "No, I don't want nobody using my their knees on me." But okay, you just got to tell your massage therapist, "Don't use your knees." But like, if that's a legitimate way of <laughs> administering massage therapy, then why is it illegal in the and, first place? And if it's, I think uh, the, the way we could go about this, if it's illegal, just take that law off the books. Don't make it legal. Right, exactly. Yeah, because now you're just leaving now up you, to the next time it someone wants to change it, they can just amend it, so, like he just did. Yeah. Oh, bananas. So right, it, 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 and you bring up a good point. Isn't it interesting how they never they never repeal anything? It's always like mm-hmm. another law to undo a law that can like like you just said later be like amended to reverse. And yeah. why don't we ever repeal anything? If a law is so stupid that we're making a law to undo a law, why not just repeal that law? Yeah, too much. Yeah, it like ends the up ATF, looking, Why don't uh, we just repeal them? It ends up looking like <laughs> the amendments with you know prohibition, and then now prohibition's canceled. Um, it ends up looking like a grocery list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you wonder why people, which kind of leads to our next topic, you know, aren't the happiest with police officers because at any time you could be breaking 10 laws walking down the street. Boy, much. This, this next Are you topic. tired of scam phone calls daily? Constant calls about your car's extended warranty, even though you drive a piece of shit 20 year old pickup. How about your college loan that you didn't have because you barely made it through high school? They are constant, annoying, and depressing. Lucky for you, Scammer's Agony has something you may be interested in. Would you like to make these scammers feel really terrible, maybe to the point of ending it all right there in the middle of the phone call? If your answer is yes, then it's your lucky day. Let me explain how this work, how this works. <laughs> it's 12.15, you're at lunch. You're about to eat your liverwurst sandwich, and just as you're about to bite into it, Suddenly, your phone rings. It's a scammer. You yell, shit, not again. You used to have two options, answer or just ignore it. Now you have a third option. It's time to make these assholes pay your interrupting. It's time to make these assholes pay your... (laughs) It's time to make these assholes pay for interrupting your 30-minute lunch break from your terrible job. Let me explain how it works. It's linked directly to your phone via an app. Scammer's Agony picks up the call and begins its magic. They use real people to interact with your scammer, leading him down a long, drawn-out conversation, all the while other employees of S&G are finding out specific personal details about our scammer, for example, where he lives, where his kids go to school, his wife's name. These details are important to how it all works. But the specific formula cannot be shared. However, you will be sent a recording of a full conversation and a guarantee that whatever slimy imposter son of a bitch who called you won't call again. This product is not just another tool in your arsenal, but a way of life. Stop getting pushed around. It's time to get empowered by Scammer's Agony. (laughs) Before we go into an ad, I had a couple of thoughts on this. And, you know, we try to... We try to bring solutions, if you will, or ideas at least to the table about like 
maybe ideas that would be better than what we have today. Uh, of course, we all have the idea that public schools are terrible <laughs> and that a private privatized yeah, thing would be fair. way better. But uh, I had some ideas about like just like a rating system um, where you have like – and they have this in, in, on some level like with colleges. Yeah, yeah, rate my professor, things like that. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. like rate my professor, whatever. And where you could like rate the teachers, you know, uh, is this a good teacher? Does she – uh, take care. Does she does she take extra time to do certain things? Does she explain things in multiple ways? Um, just just it's just a system where you could rate your teacher, and that could like heavily influence to whether or not this teacher, you know, stays teaching or maybe gets a raise or something. You know what right. I'm saying? Because otherwise, otherwise, I mean, because I know a lot of these things are instituted from a Republican standpoint. Kind of saying, well, you know, we have these super liberal colleges and they're very biased in the way they're teaching and they're manipulating the way they're saying things and they're uh, not allowing kids with conservative ideas to speak up. And that's how you get these kind of bills where they're allowed to, like, record their teachers and so forth. But I I just I think it would be interesting to kind of be more privatized with it and say have students like really rate their teachers and that'd be a really like a um an interesting way to like i don't know just judge the teacher and whether or not that teacher continues teaching or yeah no you you bring up a really good point because you know they have that like you know like we've already mentioned they have that in colleges but because of the amount of government influence and you know state and federal money that's in colleges no matter what these teachers you know, the, the air quotes grade they get on rate my professor, whether they're doing a good job or they're not doing a good job or their political ideas are influencing the way they teach and grade. It's because there's so much government influence. It, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. So like you said, if, if it was truly privatized, I think you would see a lot more action from you know, a system like rate my professor, but yeah. you know, like you, I, I think you're implying at like a high school and even maybe middle school or yeah, yeah, for right. Sure. So, and it, if it really had an influence on how you know their career progressed, right? Um, I think it would, if anything, it would have a the effect of forcing these teachers to present really a neutral point of view, right? Because if you're if you're teaching something that's heavily left wing. You're going to get, you know, one star ratings from the right wing kids. You're going to get five stars from the left wing kids and you're going to average out at a three and a half or maybe a, you know, maybe a four if you're left wing. But then if you're a right wing, you're probably going to average out at like a two and a half because you're going to get one stars from all the left wing kids, five stars from all the right, so forth. But if you're uh, teaching a neutral type of, you know, uh, type of discussion where you're showing both sides, you're not necessarily demonizing either side, but you're showing the strengths and weaknesses of both sides. Um, I feel like you could get, you know, a good grade from both sides, and that would be fair because you're really showing the full scope and what, you know, what's good, what's bad about both sides. Yeah, and not even um, when you start talking about, like, middle school and even elementary school, you're not really thinking so much about, like, a political bias you know what I'm saying? You're not so much thinking about a political bias, mm-hmm. but like just whether or not this person is good at teaching. Yeah. Right. Right? 
Like, mm. like I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, so me and Bookie have been going to school. I mean, we went to elementary school together. We went to middle school together. Went to high school together. So we've known each other for a little while. But uh, we had good teachers, and then we had great teachers. You know, and yeah. I and I can you know just I mean think about Sabra for instance. Yeah. Like 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 what a great teacher. You know what I'm saying? Like got down on our level. Like really dug into the information. Like just. You know, really try to relate it and get yeah, you guys excited. Yeah, yeah I've and, had teachers like that. So man. It's a about, world of difference. When it's you have it's a world of like difference. And, and to like just button real fast and to think if I can remember correctly, because it's not to show our age, but it's been quite a while since we had that teacher. Yeah, um, for sure. If I had to guess for the time, she'd be more left leaning politically. Yeah, mm-hmm. and probably. Yeah, and I don't remember at, like besides trying to save animals ever really putting politics into their teaching. Not at all. I mean, it's kind of hard when teaching math, but still, I'm sure some people do. Um, yeah, that's all I want to say. Yeah, did you ever notice that, Chris, in engineering school? I, I, I mean, you know, none of my engineering professors had any sort of indication of political leaning or anything. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, there's really no opportunity to right into like put yeah. that into like a. Math I had class, one professor. You know? He taught um, uh, software programming one, like you know the the entry-level software programming. And he would just, you know, make, like, snarky remarks about Trump or whatever. But as far as my college experience, that's, like, the most extreme I've really... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would have to... Which is kind of nice. Yeah, I would have to think, in general, well, most studies, you don't see this, unless it's, like, what, a psychology, and maybe, like, a philosophy? Yeah. Maybe history, mm-hmm. I could see it I mean, even history. Um, so I, mean, I went to, like, a, you know, really... Uh, a school like way northern New York, almost in Canada, and it's just known as like you yeah, know bud? just yeah oh frick yeah bud, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah so you know we got a D one hockey team and that and that's it, um, but uh, it's just known as like a school. <laughs> fucking, Tampa Bay one Tampa Bay is up one nothing right now. God damn it! But uh, it just really um, basically my school was was really engineering focus and so we didn't have a lot of that but then uh towards the end of when i was there we started uh getting more into business and uh and uh a little bit more of like history and things like that and that's when we started to notice a lot of um you know politically affiliated if you will professors Professors. started to come in and i i took a sociology class as an elective and that one was pretty like the professor the professor was obviously very politically aligned and he you know every single day we heard about it it was, it was yeah pretty that's ridiculous. frustrating yeah it's like and, i'm just here to learn about what yeah, i want that's sociology for i'm you, just so. here to learn why freud wanted to fuck his mother right <laughs> not <laughs> why i'm just here to find out why yeah <laughs> I, I, answers i think the social sciences obviously can be pointed to a place where politics has come in for a long time um not like a tangent to get onto but just a quick saying is like now we've seen recently it's been happening in the hard sciences, which is really frightening because then it can have actual consequences mm-hmm. in our lives. Yeah. Well, and I think sociology is one of those things where um, the people in that field tend to view people in groups. Uh, they don't view them as individuals. And so that's, you know, that contributes to how they see the world. Um, you know, us, obviously, we see every person as an individual who has their own autonomy. And if you're if you don't see it that way, then that's obviously going to affect how you see the world pretty drastically. 
Yeah. Yeah. No? But just an idea. No, I, and no, I think that's Thank a you. yeah, I think that's a really good um a really good point. And I think that's a a pretty good libertarian viewpoint to end that that uh that topic. Yeah. Yes, any any other last last uh last remarks, last last thoughts? Uh I think I'm all set. Yeah, well, let's let's move on here. to the next one. Any River County Sheriffs. Oh yeah. Implementing boy. <laughs> So uh, maybe uh this is news to me. I always I thought they had to wear body cams already. <laughs> yeah, me too. You thought. <laughs> you thought <laughs> Apparently, yeah, shit. Yeah, so in River County, um sheriffs are going to be equipped with body cams. Uh currently I think only a certain percentage, like maybe 20% of the sheriffs have them right now, mm-hmm. but supposedly by the end of July uh all the sheriff deputies will have them. It's a 1.9 million dollar yeah. project. Yeah, which is I, guess. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's... It might make sense, but it's definitely a high price for... It is pretty... Yeah, that was way more expensive than I thought it was. I yeah, was like, GoPros, I... I was kind of just like, how much <laughs> GoPros cost? Like, 300 a piece. Like, software <laughs> to... But I looked at, like, a like an older article made from, like, 2018. Wait, how many sh- how many deputies can there be in any River I think it was, like, 150. And it cost them 1.9 million dollars i think it was 1.3 dude i feel like they're getting like the most state-of-the-art shit with like 1.6 they have like a crew that does the video for them like well so uh, there has to be something just just like i think it is a lot of money and office government so so. wait wait not to interrupt you so let's just say there was 130 deputies in any river county which is not even close to that it's lower, right? Think, yeah, yeah. That's what I would think. It's lower, right? You guys agree? Uh, yeah. One hundred thirty. That's kind of one hundred fifty comes to my mind, but I one totally probably wrong. All right. Well, I would say since we're on the low end, you're on the high end. Uh, one thirty seems a pretty. That's ten thousand dollars a camera. Yeah. So I mean, that's what like the a, fuck. That's a good point to like just to point I guess out. Maybe but they're are... paying for the service, like a continual service yeah. with the video and stuff. Again, this is government, so they're going to get screwed no matter well, what yeah. they do. Yeah. And. So what I lo- I looked into, they have to pay for the cameras, the service fees, um, the technology to stri- uh, to upload it, and to have ser- servers to hold all the information because they have to hold on to that because now it's right. evidence or right. um, people to screen it. So if there's anything in there, it has to be blurred out. People have to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean that's understandable, and yeah. they should do that. But still, I feel like it's a crap ton of money. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, you, you could get like a 48 terabyte terabyte hard drive for two thousand dollars. <laughs> Like Nick, you're making too much sense. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, government spending, but yeah, no, no. Continue. I just want to, like, while we're talking about the spending, real fast. I did see an article again, maybe 2018, that stated when they were first looking at this, their like idea was like, oh, this might cost like seven hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so obviously that was a little bit uh low compared to what. So they that did. was a fucking lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean I've um, whenever I did you know roadway design. Up in New York, I, I saw what uh, the New York State DOT pays for a fucking light post. You know, <laughs> like fifty okay. grand for a light pole. Uh, you know, wow. just chill out, guys. Just chill out. <laughs> so what you're saying is ten thousand dollars for a body cam is pretty reasonable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in government terms, yeah, it's pretty reasonable. <laughs> it's a low end. They might not be able to see anything. Maybe you can just. 40. It's gonna be all blurry. Yeah. It's gonna be like a 1990s security camera. Um. What do you guys think, though? <laughs> Body cams on police officers? So, you know, and... I don't think it's well, a bad... I can't shares, think it's a bad idea. Say, yeah, yeah I, I don't really see it as a bad idea either. Um, 
Yeah, I like. I mean, idea. even from their like standpoint, the you know, if you're really doing valuable police work and stuff, like you should want this. You should yeah, want us to see what you're doing on a daily basis and what you know how you're helping the community. Right, because well, because from uh, yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, because from like you know, if you're an air quote good cop, you would think from your standpoint. <laughs> That was hard for you to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I had to put it in their quotes. Yeah. Um, but no, if you're a good cop, from your standpoint, you should want this because not only does it cover your ass right. from doing good police work, but it also helps, air quote, weed out the bad apples, right? Right. So I can't. Yeah. So called bad apples. Right. So I can't imagine any, air quote, good cop would be against this. Yeah, so mm. the way I looked at it was the same way. It was good for, like, keeping the cops, like, accountable, right? Yep. Like, the, like, for instance, the bad cops would be made aware uh, pretty pretty quickly. And also to protect them against, like, false ac- accusations and, right. and so forth. So I, I don't I don't have any problem with it. I have a couple of different ideas about it. But, uh, I, I mean, that seems like a good idea, you know? I think it fit into their budget. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah I, I would totally agree. The thing with body cams is obviously with the technology has, has arise um, that they can have them now. They can stream to their servers. It gets uploaded. Things are seen. Like you guys have mentioned, it's great because now if you're a good cop and you have to go to a, a law or not law, a court because someone disputes something you said, you have recorded. That's great. And if you're a bad cop, well, now we know because we've seen all the videos online. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just recently the case just ended with. But Bookie, what about the context? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, what happened five seconds before the video started? Yeah, <laughs> classic. Uh, the thing I do want to like, I think we'll get more into like body cams and policing and stuff like that. But just to mention, like, oh, a PSA, I guess. I don't have one personally yet. I hopefully will soon. Is a dash cam. Oh, okay. um, I've gotten into this rabbit hole. So wait, wait, just to reverse PSA. What is that? Just for personal our service, or is it a service announcement? Public service. Yeah, public service. Oh, announcement. oh. <laughs> okay. I thought you were okay. Never mind. Go yeah. Ahead. So dash cams. <laughs> um, I've gotten into the rabbit hole of uh people who rate auditors and police uh police uh interactions online. And it's been super interesting. And a lot of the times, even though the police have body cams, having your own dash cam can help you a lot too. Oh, um, because they can manipulate their body cams if they, they can so manipul- choose. Right? Manipulate their body cam, and again, it's only seeing what they see. Mm-hmm. A lot of dash cams now too, and they can keep things out of view that maybe you correct. Can't see, yeah. But dash cams can also record your your uh, audio, your speed, audio, your own audio, and your your speed. Right. So yeah. a lot of people look at body cams like, okay, this is for like when police get physical or when you know something happens with firearms and shootings please the thing about it, that happens on thankfully even though you know it's terrible when it does happen on such a small scale mm-hmm. comparative to every police interaction true mm-hmm. what happens a lot right is minor infractions that we get tickets for yeah speeding running Which, lights now that they have a hundred or 1.9 million dollar bill we might see a lot more of those minor infractions popping up you know? correct <laughs> so all these small <laughs> yeah, things that pay for them body cams that people don't <laughs> think about and if you have a dash cam I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to say. I personally, am not going to say cops are bad. They're bad cops. I'll say it for you. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> but again, so if like, a cop pulls you over, you know you're not speeding, and now they have a body cam. That doesn't really help you. 
Because right. their body cam's not going to record what their radar says if they're even using it. Right? Mm. They pull you over. They say this. You know, you have to make sure you know your rights and how to use the Fifth Amendment right to not get yourself in trouble. And then it goes to court. And it's this big thing. But if you have a dash cam that records your speed, well, now you have this data that shows you all this information that you can bring to court. And now you win this case. My question to you is, does the court recognize a dash cam's recorded speed, though? I think most do. Um, is there like a standard or is there like there a... probably is because I mean any any sort of hardware or software can be you know altered I mean Correct. it's really not that hard if and you a know lot of that a little bit about anything and again with our going through our law system and how it's corrupt currently how it is based on money but it uh the thing you would have to look at is the argument you use against your dash cam could use against the cop's body cam in mm-hmm. their own word um, but again this is just saying that the more visual and audio data you have the better for you even right. if you don't think you're going to be someone who's going to be an altercation with a cop physically because again how many times you get pulled over and i mean i again these videos have gone down a rabbit hole but this woman got pulled over she pulled over to the side of the road and she took off her seatbelt when shot. she pulled no thankfully not but she took off her seatbelt sounds like something a cop would do bro i don't when know when she pulled over out of instinct like that's what i would do and as soon as the cop approached the door, she has a dash cam, right? So you're looking at her dash cam footage. You know, he talks to her. How do you know why I pulled you over? No, what's going on? She's like, well, you don't have wearing your seatbelt. Well, she's like, no, I just took my seatbelt off because it's just out of habit from when I, you know, stopped you my get car. Pulled over. And he's like, no, you weren't. <laughs> and it's on her video. Right. Yeah. You can hear the click. Like, you can see yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Really? You can see on our dash cam her taking yeah. off. So, again, I'm not going to say all cops are bad. But there are things that happen when you get people no, well, to power. take advantage of what they see in Correct. the moment. And they see, oh, she's not wearing her seatbelt. There we go. Got her. And you cops know. are people. And people are fucked up. And people get power. So wait, did you just them. say cops are fucked up? <laughs> in, a, in a roundabout <laughs> way, yes. Humans. Humans. <laughs> yeah. No, but, so so if they get the body cams, they'll continue to have the... The dash cam as well. Are oh, you talking about cops? Cam? Yes, cops yeah. will continue. To oh, dash they cam. always have. So you're yeah. just saying that it's super as a personal dash to have your personal as a private citizen okay. to have your own dash cam. Okay, all right, Russia yeah. style. No, that's a cool. Yeah. that's a cool idea. Yeah, and yeah. you know that's that's funny you that that you just said that, Chris, because most other countries that you know driving is a you know a pretty standard thing. Germany, Russia, most other countries, their citizens they that's like almost it, like as standard as like. It, a as rear as, view mirror. Yeah, as far as I understand it, in Russia, pretty much everyone has a dash cam, and the reasoning is because the insurance is really not uh, cooperative there, so they need uh, like very good evidence. Of sounds like what happened. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's a lot worse than here, as far as what I hear, because they actually need like a firsthand video footage of the incident. Otherwise, their insurance is gonna be like, oh, don't know, I don't know, man. <laughs> not good. You look is not that good Ru- to me. What are you doing? Is that Russian? That's yeah. Russian. <laughs> you look a little, a little sketchy to me. You know. There you go. That's a little more Russian. I got a little. I was a little more Mexican. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the Mexican Russian. Oh, and man. we're canceled. <laughs> we need more vodka. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only Russian thing you could think of at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Stroganoff. <laughs> Stroganoff. Um. But yeah. No. I don't. Yeah. It's I, just. I think. Still one nothing Tampa Bay, just in case I Yeah, I just okay. checked. <laughs> this is hockey, by the way, they're talking about. But I just think body cam's great. It's on our sheriff's department. Awesome. As technology arises, we can video more things. 
Because you know, if you look through past lawsuits and things that have come up years later, and even just in general when it comes to having cops' uh, firsthand experiences, people's firsthand experiences, our memories are not good. No, that's especially just, when that's, you're in. That's like a scientific fact. A high yeah. stress yeah. scenario. Yeah. Even not in a high. Like yeah. you ask people how many. There's something called trauma induced amnesia, and that's where you forget things right. in high stress, you know, traumatic events. Even not in even high stress. Mo- yeah, it's even more likely. But as Bookie said, like just humans, literally just don't remember specific details, and if you don't remember them, your brain will basically make shit up fill to in fill gaps. in to fill in the blank right. the blanks and you will believe that it is true yeah, you're not lying your brain's you're telling t- you telling yeah. your own truth right so <clears throat> the fact that they have this technology now that can bridge that and hopefully make it more transparent is great and my just little recommendation is hopefully i'll do it soon take my own word for it is uh get my own dash cam um i've been thinking about that for a while but i just never yeah, I mean, it, pulled the trigger. No, I mean, it sounds good, man. Us being our own, you know, because again, on average, you don't really run into the police that often. They're right? very cheap nowadays, too. Yeah, which is great. But yeah, just get yourself a Russian dash cam. Um, yeah, see the <laughs> the, the UFOs in it. So, uh, and the meteors. So one of the things that I, you know, because I was trying to make a case for, um, you know, body cams. I think like I think it's a great idea. And one of the things that came into mind when I was, you know, doing my little study on this was uh, was the case in 2017, which was uh, the raid with uh, wh- her name was oh Brianna Taylor. No, 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 Alteria no. Woods. Oh, was that here in Gifford? Yeah, yeah, so, where they shot uh, her. So Brianna Taylor was a very similar case. Yep. Actually, this one that happened in Vero in 2017 was, was almost exactly yeah. the same situation that Brianna Taylor. But Th- this Taylor, was before, right? Or yeah, this yeah. was 2017. Yeah. Breonna Taylor w- was recent. Um, so this was a very, a very, a very similar case to that, almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And the sit in the you know the situation where they're doing a drug bust, they're looking for uh, another her, no, her no knock raid warrant. Yeah, it was an, uh, exactly a knock, uh, no knock warrant. Uh, they're looking for uh, the boyfriend who has cocaine or was supposedly had a bunch of cocaine on him. And they, they do this no knock and whatever, and whatever ends up happening, right? Somebody shoots up the house and ends up killing this girl, and you know, and her pregnant, and she's she pregnant. pregnant, right? She's yeah. Pregnant, right? And uh, and the the whole uh, argument was that they were using her as a uh, like a shield, and that was kind of the same <laughs> thing, yeah. As Breonna Taylor was yeah, very kinda. similar, but I, I, they no. just make out the you know the the person they were going after to be like some sort of coward that was yeah. using a woman as a shield. Exactly. It's the most convenient excuse. Exactly. Right? And, and you, there's no evidence of it. Right. It's like, it's, I know we rolled up to this house with M4s and MP5s and unannounced shot the fucking thing and fucking busted the door down. And, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. Without like, knock, with, right. with like, no knock warrant. Just to pause, like, what the fuck would you do if some random person busted your door yeah. down? Yeah. And yeah. So there's, there's so many issues hmm. with, with these no knock warrants. <laughs> so many. So this I, wait, is kind of... Are you going to about to read off some stuff? I uh, I was. Okay, just maybe just uh state what a no knock warrant is for anybody who doesn't well, know. Well I was going to. Okay, perfect. Yes, yeah, so shut the fuck so, up, Bucky. Oh, you rudely <laughs> interrupted me. So uh Wait before you no, I'm just kidding. No, so so our our uh, Wait, hold on one second. <laughs> just go ahead. I'm gonna tackle you for Cameron if you don't show no, up. No, so our, our boy Van Paul, right? We yep. mentioned him earlier. 
Uh, he's the one who came out with the the uh, Brianna Taylor. Yep. Uh, Brianna Taylor, and then immediately got maced, and the crowd screamed at him, "Say her name!" Even though he wrote the Brianna Taylor. Yeah. Law. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, go ahead. pretty interesting. Yeah. How that happened. Say her name. He's like, I wrote the fucking bill, but okay, <laughs> I know her name. Oh, let's attack her. Yeah. Attack the guy that's only... that's literally named my bill after her. Bro. Yeah. Like, trying to the, avenge her death. Right. Literally yeah. the only guy. Avenging her. Only guy in Congress that gives a fuck. Yeah, yep. yeah, that pretty much. And they threatened up. his life. Yeah, but let's attack him and his wife. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, go ahead. Anyway, anyway so Sorry. I, I, the, <laughs> the details you guys can help me with this about a no knock warrant. But from what I understand, is you literally have to just state you're a, pol- a police officer, and then you could just come in. Pretty much is what what I understand. Yep, pretty so, much. So um, I don't even know if you have to announce that you're a cop. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure they they uh, announce they're a cop as they're busting in. Yeah, right. like, we're the cops. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like just <laughs> smashing your door. Right, yeah, with with uh, it's like, like a, as they drive their uh, you know state funded you know state tax dollar tank <laughs> through your front door, they say, "Hey, we're cops," and if a, you do anything to defend yourself. They have every right to kill you. Oh, yeah. and, and everybody in the house. And Pretty everybody in the house. Right. So, yeah. uh, anyway, so... And all the dogs, especially. The, yeah, Waco. The, the dogs are getting killed, so if you're a dog person, you want to think about this. Yeah. This bill. Anyway, so our, our boy signed that into, uh, well, at least tried, anyways. Um, so, I got a couple, uh, you know, little Mike. statistics on this bad boy, but... Um, oh, we got the numbers. Stuff. Okay, so, no-knock warrants has increased substantially over time. By one estimate, there were, there were 1,500 annually in the 1980s so that were issued, right? Whereas it, by 2010, there were 60,000 to 70,000. 60,000? Oh and this is 2010. Uh, No-knock raids conducted by local police annually, uh, majority of which were looking for marijuana, which seems reasonable, right? No, yeah, let's... <laughs> And shoot your entire wow. house up, maybe plant some C four and blow your whole right. house so, up for a dime bag. Right, exactly. So, um, so these. But hey, if you're in California, medical. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's so many problems with that that we could talk about. But um, <laughs> anyway, so so I, you know, I, I want to bring this back to body cams. You know, mm-hmm. especially in this particular case, which was in our own town, where this girl gets shot up, right, for her boyfriend who supposedly had cocaine on him. Uh, you know, we just, we don't know what happened. You know, anybody can say anything. Oh, he was using her as a shield, or he mm. wasn't. We have no idea. Mm. Uh, or this guy with a machine gun was shooting in the side of the house. We have no idea what exactly happened in that situation. You know, if we had a body cam on on these individuals, we would be able to know what exactly happened in that situation. And, but even then, it comes down to, are they going to release that footage? Because and we had don't get a lamp. bunch of cases, and exactly what I was gonna, about to get to is uh, Duncan Lemp in, up in Maryland. Um, he was suspected of, you know, dealing drugs or whatever. No, and, was it? Well, I, I um, thought initially it was because he posted pictures with the air quotes militia. Wasn't that what st- started it? Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I thought he was suspected of having drugs. I, it, that, uh, I mean, that's the convenient but, excuse. Um, so you're probably right. But he that's did. Probably... He spent some time with the three percenter militias, which I have my own thoughts on on the three percenters. Um, you know, I think a lot of them are, you know, well, yeah, a lot of them are well intentioned, you know, patriots or whatever, patriots or whatever. And uh, but 
uh, I think a group like that that is so nationally known and um, known for being anti-government and all these things that have been around for so long, uh, over half of those people are FBI agents. Yeah, don't get so. involved. <laughs> just, to our, just to our listeners, if you can take any advice from the show, unless you personally know these people, don't get involved with these air quote militia groups because yeah. they're FBI honeypots. More 100%. than likely. Don't and that's not a conspiracy theory. Shit. You can look into this shit. They what, historically, they that's yeah. what they do. If anyway, you're look, if you're looking to be involved and uh, in just you know self defense and being organized with local people and things like that, get involved with people you know. Organ, organize, a have a plan. Uh, you know, for you know when things happen, what you guys are going to do, things like that. But um, getting involved with these groups that are nationally renowned, renowned. Uh, anti-government groups, uh, you're just asking to get involved with federal agents that are trying to fuck you in the ass. <laughs> Dry. <laughs> no lube. So. Yeah. No, that's what that's I think true. about that. But, uh, anyway, so that was my, that was something that I thought about when we talk about body cams. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. There's something to be said about No, that. you're you're right. Yep. But I, th- I think, you know, uh, I, I know we got way off track with, right. you know, Chris brought up his point, but that would bring us way off track. <laughs> yeah, that's typically what happens when you mix whiskey with, you know, <laughs> political talk. But he brings up a really good point. Is there any sort of Thanks, bro. Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> Is there any sort of um clause or anything that would protect these agencies from presenting this uh, you know, these body cam footages to the public because sure, great. These cops have body cam footage under what you know, w- under what legal precedent do they have to give this footage well, to the you public? You have to submit, like, a request for information. And um, and they can deny it. And they can deny it. And for under whatever pretext, you know, they can exactly. find in the book that can give them the ability to deny it. Right. It's been Up two and, years, and I think so, the, the Lemp family has been constantly requesting the yeah. body cam footage to be shown, and it's... Yeah. They so just, until you get a, you know, a lawyer that can that can uh do the work that forces them to release the the footage, uh there's really nothing you can do. And you that's know? granted and that, you and have, you're the money. have to pay thousands of dollars exactly. to do that. And I think some of that might be state by state. Cuz I yeah, think I once think there's right. a precedent of something in the law or not in the law, like in the courts, mm-hmm. then it's like a little easier. Okay, but still, it, it, to your doesn't take away the point mm-hmm. that, like, again, based on the laws how it is, you know, because right now you can still file a report and try to get uh, the dash cam footage of something that's happened. But again, like you said, if they find it not feasible or not warranted for that specific reason, they'll just, you know, say no. So yeah, yeah. it's. I mean, that goes into the bigger, bigger dive of, right. of the military police that we have, but right. Well, yeah, I mean, um, you know, and this kind of goes back to Cameron's point with the whole no-knock raid stuff. This started out, so, like, SWAT teams and things like that initially were invented for good reason, I I would argue. I mean, you know, I'm, you know, I I, I don't want to say I'm anti-cop. I'm very anti-state cop. I don't think the state should have a monopoly on these agencies but you know that's a whole different topic SWAT teams were initially invented for good reason you know heist this uh heist this 
hostage situations, you know, things like that where, you know, your standard, you know, patrol cop. They're a little more specialized. Right. They don't, you know, a, a, you know, a regular patrol cop doesn't have, one, the equipment and two, the skills to deal with something like that, you know. So initially SWAT teams were invented for that. And then they realized, wow, we're spending a lot of money on equipment for these guys, a lot of money on training for these guys, and we're not using them that often. So then they started using them for warrants, you know, felony warrants, etc. And then eventually it turned into these no-knock raids, which now, I don't know if it was, you know, from a budget standpoint to justify having SWAT teams or whatever it was. Now they're using them for all kinds of things. Uh, you know, specifically no knock raids, which complete, you know, for they, marijuana. For, yeah, yeah, I mean, for, gets, for marijuana, right? It probably gets used mostly for marijuana, I would assume. Or, or any drug for that. And, yeah, well, any, I mean, any has, drug. You can say yeah. marijuana is probably the easiest because it's most abundant. Yeah, right. absolutely. And it's, uh, of course, probably, all right, yeah, cool. Florida, remember, we have a lot of coke here. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not the state's job to decide, you know, what you're ingesting. But, you know, that's another topic as that well. That is another topic. Yeah. <laughs> We'll do, um, we'll do that on another podcast. Yeah, we, yeah. we should do like a. I feel like every podcast we have a topic. We're like, oh, we'll do that. On yeah. yeah, no, but uh, not to. Yeah, we're getting way off track, but we should do a, a to- like an episode where we don't talk about anything like local. We just do libertarian ideas across the board. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, that so would be the episode we lose everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, no. these guys are insane. terrorists. <laughs> They're <laughs> actually insane. Yeah. <laughs> um. But no, I mean, it's just been one of those things where you have more state money coming in and you have more money going to the cops. And it's like now you see cops driving, you know, armored vehicles <laughs> into houses, ripping doors and windows off. Yeah, it's like it's too much. What the f- like? What is what is going on? What like we we're doing? not in, you know, the I'm here to protect e. you. <laughs> yeah, I'm here to protect you from yourself. And if you don't let me protect you, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. No. What happened to the negotiators? You know what happened to those people? The, just, they, they actually turned into armored eight tons <laughs> that rip your doors off. I think they're just in movies. <laughs> yeah. So, so the argument with no knock warrants, right, from a cop's perspective, is that like you you need them, right? Because if you're trying to find something particular, you're trying like, to catch them off guard. Exactly. So why and not so, pick them up while they're driving down, you know, to Dunkin' Donuts, or they're sleeping, right? And so you bust in their house and you find the... Well, even if they're sleeping, I mean, that's exactly what happened with Breonna Taylor, no? Right, yeah, I'm just saying, this is their uh, Right, right, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. They're yeah, saying yeah, they're coming ahead. in and finding your two pounds of cocaine. Trying to catch them off guard, don't have find, time to hide it. hiding under your bed, right? Yeah. And, so and that's exactly what happened with Duncan Lemp, too. Yeah. And one of the things that they, um, that kind of stood out to me that they, um, you know, really publicized was that... Duncan Lemp apparently had a uh, shotgun rigged to his bedroom door so that if you open the door, it would... Uh, he lived with his parents, didn't he? Right. <laughs> right. He li- it was him and his pregnant girlfriend living with his parents. Yes. But yeah, he had a shotgun so, rigged to his, so his apparently bedroom he, door. Yeah, apparently he had a shotgun rigged to his door so that when you open the door, it would fire. And it's like... Meanwhile, the girlfriend... lived with his pregnant wife in his parents' house... And his parents didn't seem to have like any clue of any like anything that was going on. Like uh, judging by some of the interviews I saw with them, and it was like, first of all, it just seems like an exaggerated lie. But also, even if he did, 
That's his bedroom door. Like, <laughs> don't fucking go in then. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Yeah. Well, and and his girlfriend and his mother both testified that they shot into his bedroom. Through the window. Through the window outside his room. Yeah. They shot his pregnant girlfriend who was in critical condition for like a week. And then they threw a flashbang into the room. Yeah. And with then, his pregnant girlfriend. Right. It's a miracle that that child oh, survived. I remember. I remember why they raided his house. Because <laughs> look at these two. They're like, who well, the like f- on the other side of the table is like they're going for it. They're like, who the fuck is this guy? This, who's Duncan? Yeah. Who's Duncan Limp? Um, no. Apparently, Duncan Limp was posting like. M- remember, they went after him because of stuff he posted online. Yeah, that was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a combination of yeah. I well, he was wor- now. he was working on an alternate social media. Yes, yep, a, a, which a, was like encrypted, like off the grid kind yeah, of thing. Very off the grid social media yeah. platform. He was like so he that was, was he was twenty two years old. He was like a software engineer. He was like in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of um, convenient that he died. You know, yeah, died, and he was working on this kind of project that could have. Uh, help people communicate without uh, being Under tracked the by the government. Eye. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it almost is too... Uh, I, too I mean, not saying it had anything to do with that, but... Mm. Let's put our tinfoil hats on, guys. Yeah. yeah. Let's, put them on. Them on. No, I mean... Yeah. That's so let's like, throw Alec Jones hats on. That's yeah. a terrible case. And, like, not to say it's more terrible or less terrible, but, like, even what Cameron stated, the woman that happened here, I had no idea about that. And it happened... Yeah. In my own town. Mm-hmm. It's literally like four miles from where we are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, not to say, like, because it happened here, it's worse, but I do think there is a little proximity bias that should happen because you can affect it more. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, why? I don't know why I didn't see people not rioting, but, like, saying stuff about this. Yeah. Like, that's like, like, I'm against no knock warrants completely. Like, I think it's bullshit that's even a law. Yeah. I that agree. you can, like, do those Come things. into somebody's domain where they're supposed to feel most safe. Yeah, and they're not. And if they try and defend themselves, Un- under you the, have every under, right to kill under them. The guys That's insane that to me. You can't police well enough to get them uh, unotherwise. Right. Well, yeah. well, I mean, it's su- it's such in conflict with like self defense. Yeah. No, yeah. you have to a right to know why you're being detained and before you're being detained. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. you. It's not enough to be fucking on the ground bloody after they just came in and shot you and killed your dog and fucking threw a flashbang in your bedroom with your pregnant girlfriend. And then they say, oh, by the way, this is why you're we're arresting you. That's not enough. Oh, we're the police, by the way. Like, it's (laughs) it's got to be. It's fucking 4 a.m. in the morning and you just blew open my door. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would. Like, I mean, you know, (laughs) if someone blows open my door at 4 a.m., I'm sorry, but my gun is only two feet away, and it's going to be in action. Well, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a terrifying event. Because I don't know who the fuck you are. Well, it's a terrifying event, right? I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're being you're woken disorienting up. Disorienting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it do, It just, I mean, I don't know, man. It it's 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 putting people. Horrible. And especially when your wife is right next to you, your pregnant wife. Yeah, you're I mean, way that's more just apt fight or flight just kicks in Protection. And even with the one here, your girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, you know, she's not even pregnant, but she's still a, a bystander. In the right, house. she's still your loved one that you're, you know, you know, you can exactly. argue whatever you want about drug dealers, what their morals, whatever. But 
I mean, at the end of the day, if you have your loved one next to you in bed and, you know, you if flashbangs and gunfire start going off, what's your first reaction waking? Like, yeah, you're <laughs> in your underwear waking yeah, up. Yeah, you're, you're putting these people in a no-win situation, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where if someone's, like, for no-knock warrants and it's like, but we have to get them and, you know, they can subvert the subvert the law so easily or you know we have to make sure we can get them in a certain state okay but just uh, just acknowledge the fact that these are used mainly and i'm going off a limb here this isn't fact but i would assume like 80 percent of the time for victimless crimes doing with yeah marijuana yeah Yeah. or cocaine it doesn't matter it it doesn't matter any drug right it doesn't matter but it's like just to talk to like people who like may say like oh maybe cocaine's bad i don't think so uh but, he uses cocaine all the time. Yeah, yeah. Boogie's an avid cocaine user. I'm using cocaine right now. But like people <laughs> can, like and our like again, if we're trying to like appeal to people, like people right. knowingly now can see marijuana as something that's not terrible. Like these it's are not pe- it's not justified that someone busts down yes. your door and throws leth- possibly lethal munitions at you and kill you in you know in the interest of uh Shoot, getting that rid of went that. Quick, boy. Boy. Oh yeah, and break out is, the bullet, boy. And this you want me is, to go grab it. Yeah. No, and this yeah. is what no knock warrants are probably used for. I would assume eighty oh, percent of the time, it's drugs, drugs and pro- yeah. and marijuana. Like I would assume it's always mostly marijuana. Probably most of the time, because I mean that's like you said, it's the most common drug. Yeah. Um, the podcast is sponsored by Analogy, a breakthrough <laughs> supplement line with rectal breaking science. No reason to delay the bioavailability of your supplements any longer. With Analogy's patented ass-shoot technology, our specialized China surplus personalized supplements can reach your system faster than any other on the market. No need to wait for digestion. No lag time for pre-workout to hit. Save money and space on those protein shakers. Our supplements are created to work with our ass-shoot conduit in three easy steps you can be ready to go regardless of the time. Rip open a pouch of desired supplement. Shove anus in the air. Just shove your anus straight up in the air. And then stuff the conduit right down your anus. And then pour a bag of conduit down with a half cup of water. It's pretty simple, really. And then you use the code... Uh, on the rocks in my anus for eighty percent off of your first order. So, don't let gains slip by anymore. Shove your ass up and get jacked. <laughs> oh, <break this. laughs> fuck! Yeah, so I would assume that most of those no knock rates are for marijuana charge or marijuana. Suspicions. I think that'd be a fair assumption. And I think to a large amount of people in our society right now could say, well, that's horseshit. Like, why are we pretty much disobeying people's rights to go within their property because of marijuana? Especially when it's decriminalized in quite a few states now, recreational in a lot of states, and most states are using it for medical purposes. Yeah, I mean, you drive through town and there's a dispensary. 
Well, and you're so you're allowed to go into that dispensary and get, you know, marijuana as as far as you need it for whatever medical purposes you may have. But if you're selling it on the black market, you're going to get your door busted down and they're going to shoot at you. Yeah, I don't, I don't you know. <laughs> so yeah, my, my issue is not so much with that is the fact that like this is in direct conflict with like self defense law. You know, like if someone mm-hmm. busts that's in your I house, have a big problem with that as yes. well. If someone can bust in your house, you have the right yeah. to, to shoot them. If right. you bust so, into so my now, house unannounced, you, yeah, fucking Tampa Bay's up to nothing. God damn it! <laughs> well, <laughs> I, well, I just want to finish my thought real fast. <laughs> okay, so game one, baby, game one in Tampa. So it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing but a thing. Gonna, Canucks going deep throw that lightning <laughs> duck. So yeah, just the Canucks say, are gonna just to connect oh, wait, the people. Wait, <laughs> Sorry, go I ahead, bro, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Shut up. Just to connect the people, if they're using this law to get people at marijuana, mostly, right? I would assume. Again, I'm not saying this is fact, but I would assume this is mostly used to get marijuana char- marijuana charges. You, this should be a red flag. This is what can happen when something gets put in. Probably when it first got put in, was for oh yeah, we need to get this get to the bad people, the people who are really hurting society. But it mostly gets used to get people who are just selling weed. Mm-hmm. And that's just fucking bullshit, man. Like, this is mm-hmm. like the main cause of why you need to stop government from growing. Because even if you think government's doing something good for, good when it first starts with a new law, it'll get bastardized to the point in where they're breaking down your door and shooting women or men for marijuana charges. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like... That just should not be allowed in our society. Like, and uh, I, I, I know you're putting a big emphasis on marijuana, which I think is fair, but you could argue this point for any drug. Really. Uh, you could. I'm you just using I mean? it. Yeah, no, I, it's I know the most common. Right. People can cut, get behind that. Easy, right. most easy. Yeah. Get behind the fact that it's mostly harmless, and there is no reason that people should be busting doors down to try and confiscate it. Correct. Um, yeah. And there, there was one case recently in, I think it was in Pennsylvania. And uh, there's pretty hilarious pictures of it. And uh, all these SWAT team, like, the SWAT team was lined up outside this, like, about? tiny little house. They had about 20 guys, all with state-of-the-art equipment, just lined up, ready to n- knock this fucking door down. And um, they came out with about a fistful of the most disgusting-looking brickweed I've ever seen Dirt. in my life. Yeah. It was, like, it was maybe, like, a couple eighths. It wasn't even an ounce, if anything. And it was just like, you know, why, you know, we're using these research, we're paying these guys to, well, I mean, I guess we would put, we would have paid them regardless, because either they'd be sitting in the office or they'd be busting someone's door down. But, um, you know, the, the bottom line is we're using these resources in places where they're not useful. And, you know, they could be used somewhere else. And the fact that someone could die. Yeah. Right. Well, exactly. that never is thought that on top that's of never on top the... of it, you're putting people's lives at right. risk. Yeah. Um. And you know, people might say, you know, oh, criminal lives but don't hey, matter. But if whatever. we get if we get a gram off the streets, right? Yeah. yeah that's, that's what it insane. comes down to. That's it's really it's it's disgusting. Really. I mean, you're you're uh, you're putting the safety, well being, and the lives of. People who are, I mean, for all intents and purposes, are just trying to get by, really. You know how you well, fix it, though? You get out there and you voot! You voot, brother! No, I mean, but, but, I mean, from a, from a very, if you, if you bring this thing back, right, and just lay it down for what it is. Okay. This guy 
probably was a coke dealer, right? Probably not a great person. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Okay. All right. So he has coke in his bedroom. Cops are watching him. They say, okay, this is the best opportunity to break in. Does does that justify the opportunity, even the slight chance that you may end up taking somebody else's life who's mm-hmm. not necessarily involved in a whatever. A bystander. He, yeah, yeah, that he's not, not necessarily involved in what's happening, mm-hmm. you know? Being killed for that? No yeah. way, dude. No mm-hmm. way does that justify it. That, what, that's the question. This is the kind of thing you have to In every other ask. situation, we value human life over anything else. Exactly. But in that situation, it's like, oh, well, they were affiliated with criminals. I was, so. ju- I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. How disgusting it was to see mainly Republicans come out and uh, basically she demonize... She shouldn't have been dating a drug dealer. Exactly. Like, basically demonize Brianna Taylor for <laughs> being involved with drug dealers. Meanwhile, I guarantee you 90% of the uh, the Republicans that were you know demonizing Brianna Taylor probably have a sack at their house. Yeah. You know, a personal little sack. Regardless if they're dealing it or not, that's besides the point. But right. how the fuck are you going to uh, demonize a girl for being involved with somebody who's in, you know, the air quotes illegal drug trade when you probably have a little personal stash at your house? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't it's know about case. that. It's just the point that that, that's, that, that, that that you can justify that in your mind. And the fact that, like, like for instance, like, Bookie has never, you know, a, a lot of us maybe, some of you guys never heard about that a, a particular case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of... Swept under the rug. It's a, uh, I don't know, like a product of whatever you can mm-hmm. look at. You can clump it into like well, Gifford crime or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's it's horrible that that, that that's it place. It's very very you know? sad. And, that and, there's... And, and, and it's it's a we have to look at it as like you know like Rand Paul looked at it. It's like this is nonsense that this yep. goes on. You know, mm. and 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 you can. You're ju- putting people in really shitty situations for yeah. no good reason. Yeah, you I mean, cannot the, justify the the magnitude of how shitty that situation is to be in. Yeah, just primarily on drugs. You can't. Yeah, I, I don't care how you explain it to me. You're not going to justify it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I mean, the Fourth Amendment, I think, pretty clearly yeah. states that people should be. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't have the exact verbiage in front of me, but people should be comfortable in their personal effects. They shouldn't, you know, feel like their their personal property is going to be invaded at any given moment because the state decided that whatever they had was, you know, deemed illegal or was deemed uh, irresponsible or anything like that by their definition or was, or was deemed way. to. Uh, to threaten public safety, right? By the state, which, which is generally what they'll they'll go for. Yeah. is it threatens public the right safety. of the people to be secure in their persons, house, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. Right, and so and no warrant without shall issue. reasonable, yeah. reasonable, uh, you know, uh, reason for it, and that's what the purpose of a warrant is. And it's not just because you have a warrant doesn't mean you can just bust in unannounced. That's not yeah. that's not what that means. It doesn't say that, oh, because you have a warrant, you can just fucking walk in and say, I have a goddamn warrant. Like, Or, or you can, well, in that case, you just say, you just walk in, and then yeah. you just do what you need to do, and then after the fact, you say, oh, by the way, we had a warrant. Yeah. That's not how it works. You knock on the door, and you say, hey, we have a warrant. 
And if they don't comply, then that's when you go into your you yeah, know, more you aggressive your, tactics. Your but, levels. Oh. Uh, it, it should never be a number, like, first and foremost tactic to bust down a door unannounced. Which is what no-knock raids, yeah. you know, give these police the right to do. Yeah. Yeah. They, it gives them that, that, that legal blanket to skip all levels of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? All levels of, uh, whatever. They, they can skip all of it and go right to violence. Yeah. Right. And just to, uh, damn, lost my thought for a second. (laughs) And I just want to state that it's one of those things where, Holy crap, I cannot remember what I was going to say. <laughs> this is whiskey. But we're, pretty de- we're deep into the bottle. Yeah, we're deep point. into this point. We finished the bottle that we brought here, and we're in our reserves. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's just one of those things where, to bring it back to body cams, mm-hmm. if we do have body cams, hopefully we we can see this footage more Easily, and it's more occurring. More accessible. And then it gets to the masses more. Because that's really where mm-hmm. change comes from, right? So if people see this happening more. Again, there could be those things where they don't get a release as much. But now they have it. The, the percentage, obviously, is greater now that it does get released because mm-hmm. they have it. Right. And that's something where hopefully change does come from this. Because the fact that this is happening, I, I mean, I'm just completely disgusted by it. The fact that it's even allowed. And... Just what to just clarify what's allowed? No knock warrants. Oh yeah, yeah. Like this, I think we all agree with that. Yeah, and if anybody says, "Well, this is for you know the good," and it's you know bullshit, it's, it's bullshit. But it's one of those things we have to say. We can't give up our freedoms, so one in a millionth it can help us. Yeah. Like, if you agree to that, great. I do not. Um, and we, you can apply that to the COVID situation. You can apply that to happened after nine eleven. Just to cut in, this is completely unrelated, but the same exact thing. When they in uh, after nine eleven, when they signed the Patriot Act, years later, you know, when it came to light through Snowden that you know the NSA was spying on all of its citizens, they found that over however many what, how many years was it? You, you'll know. You you know. You know, no. However many years they were spying on us before we found out, they found that there were only like a handful of incidences that this like blanket spying built, like you know the 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 Patriot Act that they used to illegally spy on us. There was only like I, I think it was less than I I, I want to say it was something as ridiculously low as like three or four incidences. That out of like hundreds of thousands out of yeah. m- probably millions probably, yeah. <laughs> that that the patriot act actually allowed them to stop y- an incident you know what one of the major well i, I don't know i'll i'll even say faster sorry mm. even if they did 100,000 blanket spyings on us citizens which is bullshit and it stopped 900,000 that's still not right. I no. I I, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I know you agree. I'm just stating for the audience. Right. right? But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that, agree. That but I'm saying, like you were just saying, you could use this across the spectrum. You can because when the NSA was illegally spying on us, they only benefited from illegally spying on us for like, I want to say half a dozen, and that's. I think I'm pretty sure that's being conservative. I think I I want to say the number I heard was like three or four. But 
there was only half a dozen incidences that illegally spying for however many years it was, you know, they were able to stop a handful of incidents. Like it's, and you know, it goes back to what, what we're talking about. It's like, yeah. Um, one of the things I remember when the news reports started coming out about the, um, NSA spying, um, you know, scandal, um, was that um, one of the main things that came out of it was that uh, NSA agents were passing around nudes that they would, uh, you know, intercept uh, amongst each other. <laughs> so so that was, you know, one of the... I, I feel like they got more nudes than they did uh, terrorists throughout yeah. that entire uh, ex- escapade, if and you will. Why you... What? <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. Nice nipple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the government seen you naked. Yeah, yeah. Um, bring us back. Bro. Yeah, I'll bring us back. Yeah, bring us back. I was looking into this. So again, we're talking about Indian River Sheriff body deputies cams. having body cams. So I was kind of interested. Like, okay, <laughs> what about? As a wow, shit, that's we what we were talking about. <laughs> what? what the fuck? Where the hell were we? Yeah. yeah, no, it was a good discussion, and everybody should listen to it. But I was thinking about well, what about Viewer Reach Police? You know, it's obviously a smaller department. But they don't have body cams. Well, mm-hmm. so the, wait, wait a second, because the article I read says that they are instituting them. My Indian River uh, Sheriff, not the police, not Vero Beach, Beach police. City Police. Oh, okay. that's a different department. Yeah. So they don't have body, as far as we know. I don't. No, they, they don't have body, body cams. Yeah. Uh, they have no intention of getting body cams at the moment. The article I read stated that they're not against it, but they don't see any reason why. Based well, I mean, they don't have $1.9 million, probably, compared to yeah, the county. Yeah, I'd hope they'd have less deputies than whatever the sheriff's department has. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, who knows? No, you're right. But well, um, well, yeah, not deputies, whatever they're called. Yeah. Lieutenants. Or... But my thing is, <laughs> it was kind of interesting to read <laughs> that they're, one of their reasons was obviously money. I'm so right. fucked if I ever get pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm so fucked if I ever get pulled like, over. They're going to be like, wait. They're like, wait, you're that... Are you, you that, that guy from the podcast? <laughs> like, nope, don't know what you're talking straight about. Straight to jail. Yeah, straight to jail. <laughs> no, but so one of the reasons the Vero Beach police doesn't have them is they don't see a reason to because one, they don't have the money for it and the, the budget doesn't work out correctly. Okay, I don't want you to tax anymore. That's understandable. But it's kind of a weird instance that they stated that the second was, well, we don't have a, a lot of conflicts that lead to physical uh, aggression or death. And I'm like, okay, but seems contrary to what Indian River County sheriffs say. That and because the they have a lot of uh, encounters that lead to yeah, not I, maybe not deaths, but like a lot of physical encounters, as yeah. far as I understand. But I guess the maybe Virginia Police doesn't. But even if they don't, like again, like as I say in the early discussion, most of your times you you come into the contact with the police, it's not going to be physical, but it doesn't mean they're still going to, you know, go against your rights and do something that. If it's recorded, can stop. Right. You know, like that's, un- that's unlawful potentially stops. potentially illegal. Right. Unlawful stops. Mm. Saying that you sped when you didn't speed. Things like this. Mm. So just because you're not beating the shit out of someone or putting your knee on their neck for 10 minutes to kill them doesn't mean you don't Ooh. need... Ooh. Yeah. doesn't mean you don't need body cams. Um, and so just to interject, and I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm going to come in with some, like, pro-cop propaganda here. Yeah. Uh, go, go for I it. Just, 
I just want to say, like, from an anarchist, you know, yeah, no, exactly. So, no, go for it. What I want to say this. is that, yeah. you know, I I know a lot of cops that, well, not a lot of cops, but I know some cops in this area. We have one mutual friend, me and Nick, that uh, uh, was used to be a sheriff mm-hmm. in this county, and uh, and also his father was a career sheriff in this county. And, you know, there, there's a lot of really good police officers in this county that great we, people, you know, we appreciate yep. what they do and what they believe in. But um, it well, well, no, I don't want to do a butt on that. So what I what I wanted to say is that, you know, there's a lot of instances where these people actually get into hand to hand fights with like, you know, actual perpetrators, people who really are trying to you know, kill people or they're trying to, uh, yeah, they're trying to harm other people. And that's, uh, those are the situations where we really, uh, you know, want police officers, there responding and things like that. But, um, and what, you know, our point, especially me and Nick is that it doesn't have to be government run, but, um, we can get into that and maybe a later episode or something, but, uh, it's just, the the point is there there is real crime out there and there's cops that are out there stopping these real crimes and yeah. it, that's important we need that type of service uh the the question is who should control that and um we don't think and to what extent right. um do we need the force to be expanded to stop those crimes because <clears throat> it, Obviously, we don't need a twenty-man SWAT team rolling into one person's house with For an five of grams of weed. Yeah. You know that's ridiculous. So obviously, that's a waste of resources. Um, that's kind of our concern is is the the proportion of force used uh, in these instances is are you you know reacting proportionally to a guy who's a fucking weed dealer? You know, some fucking guy who's <laughs> doped out in his living room, and you're rolling in with twenty SWAT team right. <laughs> guys. Like, yeah, uh, what what good does that do us when you pay these guys, you know, twenty five dollars an hour each, and you know we're paying we're paying thousands of dollars for a raid uh, on yeah. a guy who literally was just selling people shitty weed. Yeah, like what good does that do the community? That's that's really the question. Well, Chris, it gets pot off the streets. <laughs> it's off the streets. I, I would. Well, guess what? That shitty weed wasn't gonna get anyone high, anyways. <laughs> all right. <laughs> they were gonna have to smoke the whole fistful <laughs> to really. I, maybe just to throw like a devil's advocate real fast. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Maybe not. Maybe not out. I was. Try- I thought that was a devil's advocate. I know. I'm a devil's advocate. <laughs> it wasn't devil's enough, Chris. <laughs> You're gonna double you can't devil's be a devil advocate. advocate as an anarchist. You just can't. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go but ahead. I would. I would argue. Maybe not argue, but I would bring up the discussion that possibly police don't prevent crime; they investigate it. There now, okay. you can make an argument that having a police force stops some crime. But crime still it, happens. It, yeah, it it uh, brings down the incentive to do the crime, possibly because, because there's a higher penalty. Or, Correct. Or, yeah. the, wait, now does it bring down the incentive or does it increase the risk? Yes, it increases the risk. Which I, well, I, also, I guess at the goes same hand time increases it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm not trying to take away your point that there are great cops out there who do great work. Mm, questionable. I, I would agree with that. <laughs> just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> maybe just to throw out a name who I know just retired. Uh, 
hopefully I'm saying Should, this right. Wait, wait, wait. Should we throw out names? Yeah. Yeah. Teddy Floyd, right? Oh, okay. Sure. Right? Oh, well, that, that, there's we'll, the name. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, no, we'll he, cut that part out. No, no. He was a, he was a, a sheriff <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. Sure. I actually played football oh, no, for one can, of his Little League teams. He, yeah. He and I, like, I don't know him as far as a cop goes, but he was a great guy. Oh, no. Yeah. You can call out the sheriff. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. a great guy. That's I mean, good. like, there's yeah. great people out there who are cops. Well, see, and, publicly, and, and publicly elected official. He's yeah, and see, that's um that's like uh where it becomes a tricky point. As an anarchist, because I do not believe in reform, I believe in abolition when it comes to state-level police. But with that being said, I think there – I mean, I think there's an infinitely amount of really great people that think they're doing the really great thing, you know, as far as being a cop and, you know, that type of deal. And, you know, I have a lot of friends that I have these open conversations with that are cops and are pursuing per, you know, careers in the police force. What it comes down at, you know, when when you reduce – all of these arguments down to the very basic point, and I think Chris can agree with me on this, is without state level or federal level or any sort of institutionalized agencies, all these politicians are without cops to enforce these shitty laws, all these politicians are, all these tyrannical politicians that implement these these laws that go directly against our constitution without cops they're just assholes with shitty ideas yep so at the end of the day it's the cops that 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 push the and that's that's really just a the, challenge the, the to it's a challenge to anybody who is a police officer just think about you know if you're making this excuse you know have you know whenever someone says this law is bullshit why are you enforcing it and your response I'm just doing my job yeah is your response is either i'm just doing my job or take it up with the politicians they're the one that makes the laws um you're the one enforcing you, it why are you you're enforcing the one it? it yes you know you're the one enforcing it you're you've voluntarily <laughs> decided to enthusiastically enforce these laws. Yep. So by by threat of you violence. To, you need by threat of violence exactly. And that is the key part is that you're you're the one that's out there on the front lines uh enforcing these laws by threat of violence. And so you really need to think about just why like why you're doing it is it justified and if you think it's justified i mean you know you you should have a good reason for it and you know um, if you if you really do think that these uh drug laws are justified then that's you know that's on you but um i just think that uh i think you could think about it a little more deeply and uh just just realize that you're I mean, and if I mean, with without you know mincing any words, you're just being played by these politicians who have their ulterior motives. I have a quote in a lot of cases. Yeah, hold on, hold on, before you guys keep going. On. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm I mostly agree with you guys at the point, you know, um, you know. So th- there's an idea, and you know, I, I, not to cut you off, keep. Think about what you're going to say. But I'm about to cut you off. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, no, no. Like he's about to cut me off. I, I'm going <laughs> to cut you off because this doesn't what, – what what I – and, you know, I'm, I speak for myself, obviously, but I, I think Chris can agree with me. I know <laughs> a lot of really, really, really great people 
that are police officers. I know a lot of really, really great people whose family are police officers that are really great people. And none of them end up being sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> Not where I was going, but yes, you're right. And I mean, there, there's, there's a reason for that. But re- regardless, that point. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you're good. There's a lot of really great people that are cops, and they think they're doing the right thing, and that does not take away from, you know, what they're doing. A- anything I've said, I, 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 that's all I want to say. Go ahead. As we oh. said, we need we need that service. Yeah, it's just a matter of who's providing it, and we don't think that the government is the best person to provide yeah, it i guess that's yeah the i mean best i don't i don't necessarily think that either. or the best but, entity to so provide it. so I don't, I don't necessarily think that either but so um my my thought was you know when i was sitting here doing my study and whatever and thinking about this particular co- topic and and police and uh you know reform and things like that you know i was thinking about like you know you hear the kind of old stories about cops and like what it maybe used to be like you know and you hear like the the story of the guy who gets caught you know drunk or whatever and the cop drives them home and there's this whole different idea about how policing cops... used to be yeah right. yeah exactly you know and, and and so you know and i understand you guys' point about it not particularly being like a government one thing and I, I i can't i can't particularly disagree with that point but i'm saying like you know, have have we got so has the government got so big and instituted so many different things, and become so militarized that like that if we just rolled it back where cops were, you know, more reformed and like didn't institute things like so so ridiculous as like the no knock warrant and they weren't so militarized like they are today, and they were more involved in the community. And things like that, you know, in that nature, when they weren't going out there such crazy, like, victimless, victimless crimes and things like that, where they're, they're, they're knocking down someone's door for a bag of weed or whatever it may be, you know, that it, 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 could, it could be something that you could get behind in some, in some ways, you know? Am, am I, is that too far of a thought? No, I would agree with you. Um, okay. If I was a uh, supreme leader of the United States of America and could make... <laughs> rules on uh kim john bookie yeah flick up my <laughs> fingers um yeah i would probably before abolishing the police would be like okay let's see what they look like after i make government much smaller and have less power yeah because that would inherently make police have less power and make them smaller and see how that goes first um so yeah i completely agree or if you just gave them tanks uh <laughs> i would rather give we already tanks. did that <laughs> we did that and look what happened <laughs> yeah, that- I mean, it just—it just—it's just like the the. I mean, either way this works, but the police are a product of the enormous government that we have today. Agreed, right? So they're like you said, they're enforcing all the ridiculous laws and things that we have in place, and they're trying to maybe in some way trying to figure out how to do it the best way, and so mm. forth. And and you know, we've already kind of like. Not seeing the praises of the police, but we we know people like you said. We know people who are good cops. We know that they're trying to do the the good, you know, the right thing. And same with uh, the army and things of that nature. We know guys who've been over there, mm. and they they have good intentions. They're courageous and so forth. And we we don't want to like minimize yeah. 
that aspect of who they are, but we just don't believe what the government is pushing. Yeah. And in the same way, I think that, you know, the, the, you hear these stories about the way cops used to be involved in the communities and how they're not just out to get this and that and write tickets and go after people and be super aggressive. And, uh, the, you know, it just seems like the more the government grows, the more laws that are instituted, the more aggressive the cops get, the more, you know. So, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's a... It's a challenging dynamic. Oh, yeah. Not to take away from, you know, me and Chris's point, I would never, ever want to be a cop in today's society. No, me neither. Yeah. God, it's a thankless job. It's a deadly job. And, yeah, I I would, I, I, dude, I, I envy the guys that do it, but at the same time, I think they need to, you know, they need to sit down and really think about what they're doing because, yeah, you know, a lot of the stuff that that they're doing is, uh, you know, while they think they're doing the right thing, I don't think it is. Um, yeah. And um, so I think going back to what uh, Cam said um, about just taking good people and putting them in a bad system, um, yeah, I think this it, it's a American problem right now. Uh, that we're both in the police force and in the military, like you just uh, mentioned. Um, we take really the most ambitious young men in our society and we put them in these situations, um, you know, sending them over to Iraq or Afghanistan, uh, putting them in the police force to... Um, violently enforce laws on their citizens, their uh, fellow citizens that really are not harming anybody. Um, and it's really a crime against humanity. What is going on where we're taking really, as I said, the most ambitious and most, you know, thoughtful young men in our gen in our generation. And we're putting them in this system where they are just stooges of the state. And it's, sad to watch because um i mean especially for me just people going overseas like it's just like you know we've been at war over there for 20 years and we're sending some of the most valuable people over there to die to die you know, a lot of times uh now thankfully nowadays it's not uh the death count isn't as high as it c- could be but uh i mean it's honestly just a waste of time in a lot of ways in a lot of cases because money and it's a waste of like valuable human life yeah yeah because those people are valuable assets and uh as i said they're some of the most um just ambitious people and Mm -hmm. the reason they're over there is because they want to do something good for our society they want to make a difference they want to be part of something bigger than themselves and um, it's just sad to see that uh, they get caught up in this system where, uh, you know, they're getting used for the benefit of the state. Yeah. Yeah. Any um, – we're, uh, we're approaching two hours, so. Yeah, I think any closing statements are probably I have a I have a closing quote. This is from – I can't remember who said this, but um, – <laughs> 
tip typical typical Nick fashion. <laughs> but I'm gonna read it because I think it's um I think you know, I think this is the perfect discussion to bring it up and I'm gonna read it. Go ahead. While you give your soul away, while you give your mind away, while you give your morals and decency away, advan- advancing this dictatorship. You won't be okay with this dictatorship that you're serving, but your children and your grandchildren have to live in this world that you're creating. And one day, you're going to understand that. And I don't envy you in that moment because it's going to be horrific when it dawns upon you the world that you've actually created. That's just a message to it's, some of the law enforcement and friends that I have um, and viewers. Especially for people who are living today and see everything that's happening around us and we know it's fucked. Most of us, I mean, naturally just know that it's not right. What's happening around us, the authoritarian uh, decrees that are coming out and all these things. And um, just to see those things happening around you and your reaction is, uh, that's for the next generation to, uh, you know, to to deal with the next generation is your kids. that's that's not uh that's not a reasonable way to go about it you know um that's not how our founding fathers went about it and uh that's not how i plan to go about it for you know right. so uh i don't think that passing problems on to the next generation is a viable thing to do and I don't, I don't think most people, when they hear that, uh, think that, you know, that's a viable thing to do because what, like, yeah, like seriously, you're gonna just ignore everything that's going on around you and you're just gonna say, nah, it's by we'll the time, the by the, by the time it gets that bad, we won't have to worry about it. Like that's ignorant. just a very, it's ignorant and it's also, it's honestly evil in my, you know, uh, interpretation of the way the chain of events happen because you're, oh, Habs scored a point, two to one, two to one Tampa Bay. But it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's evil because, uh, because you're just passing on these nasty things that we know are not going to work in the long run to your next generation. It's, um, I don't think that's the right thing to do. Nope. Okay. Very good. Any closing <laughs> arguments from you two? The yeah, more uh, moderate libertarian? <laughs> well, I guess the statement would be other. I mean, Frank, man, we have covered a lot, which I hope everybody's listened to because I think it was a pretty good discussion. Um, this was a good episode. Yeah, everything. Talked from, a, lot, from a lot about good stuff. The second half, you know, body cams to get into policing and mm-hmm. no-knock warrants, all that stuff. Um, I guess is there anything to take away from this Body cams, in my opinion, are probably a. If we're gonna have a state-run police, a good thing to have. Even if we had a private police, I think that's a great yep. thing to have as well. Um, if you have the ability to and want to have your own dash cam, I think that can save your ass. If the Tenfold. unfortunate circumstances happen that you need to save your ass, uh, you know, like they've stated before, police. You know, it's a thankless job. It can be terrible at times, um, but I think that doesn't excuse the fact that we can talk about the terrible things that do happen because of policing and the terrible things that have happened and that unfortunately will happen because of it and hopefully uh as cameron stated you know if we ever do get a peeled back version of our government um you know a, with 
you know, a lower amount of it, a smaller government, as they would say. You know, I think Republicans used to say that at one point, but they've kind of gone away from that, <laughs> understandably so. Yeah. Because they, lo- the they, lo- they love it. But, uh, yeah, hopefully it would look a little different. Like it would, you know, as in the old movies we used to see where they'd walk around downtown, say hi to the old uh, shopkeepers, see that drunken guy kind of stumbling, try to help him out. Um, obviously, that's a... Uh, With the six-shooter on your hip? Yeah, that's an Americanized <laughs> version that's kind of probably a little Hollywood up, but still, that you know, it's a nice thing to think of that could be... Um, but yeah, you know, it's one of those things where time will tell before everything gets burned down. Yeah. Hope yeah, so um, I don't want to repeat anything Bookie said there, but um, just to kind of make the point again that uh, I, I brought up earlier, just, you know... First of all, if you're listening to this, we appreciate it. We appreciate you listening. And uh, just just stay curious, you know. Look into this stuff for your own. Don't just uh, don't just accept whatever narrative that uh, is being fed to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What you know, your even for instance, your parents. Your parents is preaching one narrative. I I, I would I would encourage you to look into it for yourself. And um, I think, like a lot of us, I mean, I, I don't know, from my particular uh, uh, myself and in, in, in becoming on, on this sort of political journey, if you will, you know, like the wars, right, was a huge persuasion um, and towards the, to this sort of small government idea. Just the fact that we've been over there. Killing and also being killed in in a sort of nonsensical way, you know, has sort of persuaded me towards this idea of like smaller government and uh, and so forth. I, I just encourage you to just look at this stuff, um, sort of from a non-biased standpoint, and and it just and just and just ask yourself: wh- Is what we're doing okay, or should we be moving in? What what direction should we be moving in? And, and I'm going to leave that up to you, you know. But I, I I've I've come to the conclusion that it's less government. We need to be less involved. We need to have people uh, with more liberties, more freedom, and uh, not having uh, these laws that just keep piling out from every new politician just coming out and and making it bigger and bigger to the point where there's less liberties and more more laws and more things that just kind of condenses into this uh very less free environment uh so just i i don't know my 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 only encouragement to you guys uh or my exhortation to you guys is to look at this from a very curious uh non-biased objective objective point of view just just look at it for yourself Wade out into that 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 water and just look at it, and uh, I think you'll find that uh, some of the stuff that we discuss is pretty interesting, and uh, something that you maybe you haven't considered it before, and uh, it maybe it's time to consider it. You uh, know? Just to interject quickly, I um, you don't have your closing point. <laughs> just, <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I know. Just to interject, like, I'm not going to cut you off, but just pull the Kanye um, West on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um. So, I, I mean, we we're talking about like body cams or whatever, but just for the anti-war type of uh, you know philosophy, I I think that one of the best resources that I have for um, just 
delving into some of this anti-war stuff and just seeing why uh, some of the wars that we're waging are either pointless. yeah either pointless or they're very misled. Um, is uh, antiwar.com is a very good resource. They they constantly have uh, just headlines. I mean, basically, you go to their their homepage and they have headlines from all sorts of different sources throughout the web, and it's all about just like current events uh, having to do with war. And uh, you know, you'll learn about everything that's happening right now. And yeah, uh, yeah so I, I would definitely. Um, recommend going to antiwar.com to uh learn a little bit more about you know just foreign war stuff yeah well we appreciate you guys yeah and um yeah i'm i'm i guess i'm gonna close this up uh you know chris obviously had some really good resources for you guys that are you know want to do a little bit more research on your own apart from listening to us and you know the things that we talk about cameron really i you know I, I think you brought up some really good... I, I mean, we all brought up good points, but Cameron's closing arguments... VIP. Really, yeah, really, really nailed it on the head. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We had... I think this is one of our best best uh, best conversations yet, so... Yeah, we got into it. Yeah, yeah. we drank... What? Uh, <laughs> it's ironic that our best conversation was also one of the conversations where we drank the most yeah. bourbon. <laughs> so... Um, um, I don't know, that so last one we, was to be rivaled with. Yeah, at, least that we, was good. at least we think it's our best conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll let you guys decide. Who, who's uh, showing us out again? Shout them out, the song. Town Mountain. Um, Down, Down Low. Down Low by Town Mountain. There so, you go. Thank um, you, guys. Yeah, we love you guys, for real. Like We started doing this with uh, very, very, very low expectations, and you guys exceeded them. So we love you. We're grateful for you, and um, we'll see you guys next week. Dr. Shen. Peace out. Get the feeling.